Here we are with Stars Without Number, Black Star, Season 1, Episode 5. I am Devin the GM, and to my left we have X playing Y. Nicole playing Cartographer Hickson. And Peter's guy is Chaos. Alright, gang, what happened last session? We explored a spaceship, and we fought King Arthur, and we met Satan. To be fair, we, we fought Lancelot, not King Arthur. Ah, close. You did meet Satan. We had a pleasant conversation. And you got precious, precious cargo. Precious cargo. Oh, so much of it. Too bad we can't defend it with our non-existent weaponry. <laughs> yeah, all you gotta do is fly to the money place. Yeah. So, after making off with your perpetual motion fl uh, loot and all the stuff you scrapped out of the ship, where are you flying to? Well, I think the plan was to go to Firma to unload all of that stuff. All right. For the money. How long will it take to get to Firma, Peter? Uh, it'll take like four or five days, I think. Let's see. Um, one day to get to the edge of the system, one, two days to go from the Jolius system to the Radon Twins, the one day to go from Radon Twins to Tetragrammaton, and one more day from the edge of the system to wherever we need to go in Tetragrammaton. Perfect. Alright, you guys spike away. You don't even have to roll, right? I'm so good. Yeah. Perfect. The space maggot spike drive engages and you fly away from the space hulk with your space cargo to go to Waterworld. In space. In space. Well, you got, what was it, six days you said? Yep. You got a week. Just hang out amongst each other. You guys do anything interesting? Anything fun? I don't know. Probably counting all the money we're going to be making from all of this love. We didn't level <coughs> up last session, right? Hmm? We didn't level up last session, right? We did level up last I session. I mean, like, we're not leveling up right now. No, right? I mean, we just leveled. At the end of the last session, we sat down and leveled. At the end of last session, okay. Yes. Did, did we sit down and level? Yes, we did. You were saying that, oh, you want to play a game, and we told you, hey, we don't need you for this. We can do that on our own. And you did, right? Yes. It happened? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you're leveled, right? Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You guys are hanging out, and uh, there's like, you know, the cargo hold is like separable into bits and stuff. So yeah. there's like activity rooms and stuff that people set up when you don't use your full cargo. Yeah. So like Monica and Fives and the captain are playing basketball uh, one day when you guys are hanging around. Monica has coated some of the outside of the basketball with rubber. <laughs> oh, no. Don't do that. It's going to break the entire ship and kill us all. That's not how it works, she says. But it does. That is how it works. That's how it worked in the last place. It like pulverized those people. Don't worry, Hicks. On the worst case scenario, we vent into space. There's like a you know, twelve percent chance we'll go there after each bounce. So it just goes to space. Our ship and kills us. I just said I coated some of the outside in it. Are you deaf? <laughs> oh, this is why we don't take you on the away missions. She uh, <laughs> she spikes the ball down at you. Okay, so I Dodge. Oh my god, You don't die. You'll be a baby. It's not session one. We had two HP. Right. 
But you do want to probably make a, I don't know, dexterity check? Evasion rule? Evasion. You want to catch the basketball. Ah. Dexterity. Exert, probably. So minus I one. Get negative one to the roll. There you go. Roll. D2D6. Look at that. You catch the basketball and it doesn't drive itself into your stomach. It's like, put on some shorts and come on out. to assume that we've had more interactions in character than this and that this wasn't our first interaction because if it was I'd just be like no you're a bitch I don't like you. Yes we'll assume that your character is able to socialize with people unlike an Ian. <laughs> oh Ian. You're dead to us. <laughs> this is the first time you've ever had a conversation Ian. Oh Jesus lord. Uh. All right, you guys play a game of high-impact basketball. I'm not good at it, and I'm also very, very short, so I'm especially not good at it. Yeah, your captain's like over 40 and kind of overweight, so he's not doing well either. <laughs> it's good cardio. It's a team-building exercise. Fives is fine. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> oh, well. Do you join in the team-building exercise? I mean, someone has to pilot the ship while everybody else is doing this. Okay. Yeah, so I'll probably just pilot the ship and at the same time... Hey, with you on board, it's even teams. Two losers and two not losers. <laughs> yeah, well, who, whose team do you go on? Fives or Monica's. Or the captains. I assume that Fives is good at it? He's pretty good at basketball. No, he doesn't have any rhythm, though. He's a robot. Oh. I'll go on Monica's team. Oh, no. I guess he'll have the rhythm to return. There you are. A game of basketball plays out. That ball is fucking bouncy. It does not stop. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'll see you. I guess About so. halfway through, they like take out little, like they have little, like, like they have like a brick of it that they've shaved and stuff. They're like trying to apply it to the bottom of their shoes and shit, just to, just to fuck around with it like it's trampoline. <laughs> Getting the security webbing on the walls and the ceiling so like it can catch them. <laughs> Well, don't worry, Hickson. You can heal them with a break their neck. You have the power. We wear helmets and put on knee pads. <laughs> Just mind the brain damage. And the brain damage. Yeah. An evening of sports plays out, and everyone is more <coughs> more tired out and bruised. Sweaty and stuff. Good hustle, team. Hit the showers. Yes. All right, everyone, hand over the, the your your gear though. Cause that's shit's worth money. No, we gotta peel it off so it doesn't just bounce around. <laughs> everyone, hand over your gear. We gotta put it away somewhere. The basketball's just lazily bouncing up and down where she had left it dribbling. <laughs> forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep bouncing higher and higher because that's what it does. Eventually, yeah, it started to accumulate energy from the vibrations of the ship and stuff. It just boop, boop, boop. boop. <laughs> she comes back before that happens. <laughs> yeah, it would destroy itself before then. The basketball would blow, would pop itself, and then you just have garbage bouncing around, not doing much of anything. Shredding itself to smaller and smaller bits. <laughs> Eventually, just cut into your skin. 
eventually you would probably get launched into like uh, the metal and just you know vibrate a bit and then not be able to get through. Possibly. Whereas those like big cubes before were just smashing into everything. <laughs> like a reverse rock tumble. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. Anyway, a week goes by. Yep. And yeah, your ship zooms in to the system that Firma's in. You're back at Firma. Yeah. Uh-huh. Captain. With money. With money. The captain takes over the radio. You guys don't get raided by raiders because <laughs> you're still in the tutorial phase of the, of the game. <laughs> Thank you, GM. Raiders don't come and rob you and space one of your crew members like this is FTL. We should stay at the, this stage. We seem to be making good money here. <laughs> no raiders. Yeah, only get 12.5% of the money and the captain keeps losing you good deals. I wish we'd murder him and take all the money. And then tutorial mode ends. <laughs> yeah, but then we'll be rich. And then it's easy mode. Alright, Captain comes back after being on the radio talking over, you know, the, the transmission beacons. Alright, uh, I think we might be able to get a hold of a buyer. You had a contact though, right? Didn't you? Yeah, Nick. Yeah, what, what was his thing? What did he do? He's on, um, the you know when you go through the law to import things? Customs. Like, there, that's what we're looking for, yeah. He does that. Yeah, theft. Yeah. Everyone looks at each other, nodding their heads. Taxes are theft. <laughs> Import and export fees are theft. Uh, draining the blood from our poor, hallowed free merchants. <laughs> yes. All right. I might have someone we can reach out to, and yeah. Well, I don't know how useful Nick will be other than just knocking off import fees, but if we go through a third-party company, they could probably bypass it on their own. Mm, plus, also, you probably know his contacts in, on the place. Because he deals with people importing and exporting, so knows what people want. Alright. Yeah. Anyway, he heads back to the bridge. Yeah, it's going to take him a while because he's organizing something. He knows someone through someone. They'll take everything. Perfect. They're like some of few tissues as he's walking away. <laughs> Alright. So, we have. <coughs> A courier company. They they specialize in deep space salvaging, and they are wanting to take everything we have. Sounds great. They'll take the scrap. They'll take the Bernardium. Uh, they'll actually probably use it for maintenance to a lot of their uh, their smaller vessels that they use for like worker bees for like <clears throat> pulling ships apart. Uh, their hauler. They'll even take the uh, that, that that weird people making machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the people that. maker. The replicator. Really useful. Yeah, exactly. Even the Element X for, like, upkeeping their engines and stuff. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I even threw in the coordinates of the Space Hulk, too, and we were able to get a pretty good deal. I should hope so. That's a lot of stuff they're taking from us. Mm-hmm. Seven and seven million. <clears throat> cool. Seven and seven million? Yep. What do you mean by that? So seven million, yeah, like seven point seven million seven hundred thousand. Seven and seven. Okay. Seventy-seven again. That's not how words work. That's not how money works. Seven and seven million, Hickson. That's how free trader lingo works. It sounds like you're saying that it, they gave us fourteen fourteen million dollars. Seven and wish. seven million. I was like, what? 
You mean $7 million in $7? So yeah, that was the price we got. You know, what, do you want me to do anything with that? I don't know how good of a deal it is. I mean, we could negotiate further. All right, you want to go back then? I don't know. <clears throat> no, that's, it's not an I don't know answer, uh, guy. How come? It's a yes or no answer. How come you never... Um, negotiate for, a, like, a better, like, a good price first? Well, I think this is a pretty fair price. I usually just take the first offer they give us. Oh. <laughs> it's worked pretty well for me in the last 20 to 30 years I've been doing this. Walking around with the garbage ship. Oh. <laughs> oh, Captain, that's not how men <laughs> You must have learned this from your parents. I know you have. See, Captain, that's why you're in debt. But yeah, if we negotiate further, we could like, get, what, 9.2 mil out of it with extra 20% if we manage to squeeze it a little bit? Yeah, if that's what 20% of 7 and 7 is, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, you know, another month's payout at least. Yeah, okay, let me, uh, let me go back. <laughs> Rolling dice. Fucking shit about trade. <laughs> That's why I was asking if we were He has trade too! That's why I was asking if we were, Yeah, but he seems to be bad at it. And well, he cries. <laughs> which could not help our side. Of course he cries. <laughs> it's really stressful. <laughs> okay, five, six, seven. That's not bad. Corporate. Eight, I think he has like one... From attributes, but it only two trades. Yeah, so eight. Okay, and corporate business robot AI. Five. Okay, that's a reroll. Okay. It's a tie. Captain. Twelve. Fifteen. Fuck yeah. Yeah, all right, he does it. Hey. Good job. I came... Hey, it worked. Awesome. I just talked to the robot, and eventually the robot put me on a person, and the person accepted the offer. Cool. So nine. They said that the broker machine costs more money to be tied up in our call than it did to give us the bump. <coughs> Jeez. We should waste more of that time. Literally taking the first deal that the answering machine gives him. Yeah, well, it has an algorithm. And, you know, you gotta trust the machines. They're really fast at it. Like, like fives. So what's five times 25? <laughs> Alright, but they're not really good at word stuff. Like, here's a riddle. Man, the answer is man. <laughs> Oh, fives. Jeez You're so Lord. sassy. <laughs> well, the answer was, man. Alright, yeah. They'll uh, yeah, they'll give us that 20% finder bump. Cool. 9.24. Yeah, perfect. And then you guys, I take half of that, and you guys get your share. And what do you mean 9.24? What does that mean? 9 million, million two hundred forty thousand forty thousand credits. 9 million... $240,000. Like nine, two, four, zero, then three zeros. Okay. It's like a paleo Terran O with a slash through it. <laughs> like, just like it's not $1,200, even though it technically is, it's 1200 This is nine million two hundred forty. Yes. Ah. That's a big number, so Kixon. <laughs> that is how big numbers work. You guys are saying it weirdly. <laughs> Okay. So how much was it again? <laughs> Nine million two hundred forty thousand. So that gives us one million one hundred fifty-five payout each, and cutting. And that gives me four million six hundred thousand twenty thousand. Yes. 
That means he like takes out an actual like his little pocket computer. That means oh oh wait oh there was a catch. Yeah. Uh, they are only going to do it through the exchange consulate. What does that mean? Uh, we can only use it where the exchange has presence, which means Eden, uh, Bellator system, basically the places that aren't shitholes. Yeah, TO four plus. I don't know. I'm gonna. <coughs> uh, yeah. I'm just gonna like take a railroad spike, jab it in my head, forget a level or two of a different skill I have, and buy fucking trade at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it makes sense. It's a large amount of money. Oh, yeah. They didn't. They, they physically didn't have anything to put into our cargo hold that was worth that. Except money. Ooh. But uh. He's like, yeah, punched it in. Which means I... Yeah, funds went through. Cool. And the funds went into your guys' supplementary accounts we had to set up. Hey, that means I'm retired. Cool. What you gonna do with this ship, then? Uh, I'm probably gonna put it down on Firma and turn it into an apartment. They'll let you do that? Yeah, I got a really good deal on an apartment. I bought a... That we basically share the land on like a rotating schedule for maintenance and stuff. Well, I guess we'll have to find some new place to go then. Oh yeah, you're all fired. Thanks, Captain. You're you're welcome. Well, at least you got the got a good severance package. Didn't realize that was uh, the punishment for making you trade better. I, I, I'm I'm over forty. This place has a gym, which is a very generous monthly fee to use. Well, Fives and Monica are both kind of doing some number crunching. Like, Fives is like, I am also retired. Oh. I am going to follow my life's passion back home. What's that? Doing nothing while collecting wealth off the interest of my investments. <laughs> Maybe I'll write a novel. I probably won't. Oh, Fives, you can't retire. We've had so many adventures together. Yes, I don't want to be murdered. <laughs> Now that I have money, my life is valuable, and risking things seems stupid. You don't have an adventure spared in yourself. Okay. I wonder how, what kind of money I could put into getting a secure ship back home. <laughs> One that has weapons. <clears throat> well, most like, technically, I'm retired too, in that I can go home and start other things. I need to get home. And I need to spend this money on things that I need home. I mean, you're on firma. I can probably export lots of nice quality weapons from here. Weapons, vehicles, um, resources, probably a contractor for building, fab, prefab shelters that are all like stored up. I was hoping you could just cargo haul it back. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be that way. Okay, well, I guess we'll have to figure out transportation of this world. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you will. Well, I mean, alternatively, you could rent the space mega for me while I, uh, I live in a, a, a apartment. 
But then someone would return it to you. Yeah, you definitely would. That's what the parcel. I mean, you can murder him right here and to be of the four million between the four of us. I don't want to murder him. I just want him to not be a dick. He's not being a dick. He doesn't want to get murdered. <laughs> so he's retiring. He's literally quitting while he's dead. <laughs> Why is he the bad guy? That's a loser talk. <laughs> Why is he the bad guy for getting off the addiction wagon? Because then he'd be just mooching off the system, not doing anything, not producing well. <laughs> right over that, you guys want to rent this, the maggot? I'll even, uh, I'll hire Monica on board to be my proxy. I don't know. So they want to try having some adventure on some other transport to Bellator? You already know the ship. You guys say that you're going to get your own built at Bellator. It has the exchange link there. Yeah, I guess. But well, again, then we'd have to return it. And if we were having our own ship, then we'd still have to get the battle from here. You could hire a courier to deliver it. Do you trust the couriers? Yeah, that's literally their job. <laughs> huh, what do you think, Nixon? Uh, yeah, sure. We'll, uh... Okay, good enough. We're renting your ship. Yeah, alright, let's dock and get it through a maintenance cycle, and that way I won't have to do that much work when it gets back. I mean, we've had the maintenance cycle like two, three weeks ago? That that wasn't the same. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna lie, a lot of that maintenance cycle was not perfect. Jeez. I had to cut a lot of corners because we don't make a lot of money on our runs. It's just the, it's just the economy. <laughs> Oh, Captain. Fine. Let's dock. Let's do the maintenance. Perfect. No! Okay. Wait. Aren't you people going back to... Who call... To pick up that sex robot program? Yes. Why not just drop me off there? I mean, we could. Yeah, I could sure. pay my way in maintenance. And not my money. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll probably have to change the ship's mid course though, but yeah. Well, we'll be changing it to your ship. Yeah. <clears throat> Good enough. Come on board, Fives. So, just leaving the captain. Yeah, he goes and buys a timeshare. <laughs> the most responsible thing you could do with his newfound wealth. God, why is he so bad with money? And then he gets into some sort of, you know, multi-level marketing scheme. <coughs> right? Hickson, long time to see you. Would you like to buy this thing that makes me money? It just makes money. <laughs> it uses AI programmed, you know, betting analysis. And you're like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm going to probably scrub out his deceitful trait and put easily deceited. <laughs> deceited. Goldable. That's what you're looking for. The answer machine gave him the price. Right? 
I mean, it's the best price. I'm biased. <laughs> okay. So yeah, people come on board, offload everything out of the maggot to that salvaging company. At least we're getting rid of the ship that has a gross name and we can give our next one a better name. Like we should name it after a flower or something. Mm. Yeah, we'll have to figure something out. Something that's less gross and negative. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Every time I want to go eat something, I have to remember that we're living inside of this thing, what its name is, and it just throws me off every time. Yeah, you talk with people about the ship they're on, some of like on the heavy metal queen, some of something else, and we go, oh, we're on space maggot. Yeah, it doesn't sound and very impressive. shame. Jeez. <clears throat> Put the maggot in the ground. My great, great, I want to say ant. <laughs> that was back when it was a boarding vessel. It would slam into hulls and like let troops go onto it. Oh, so it's probably been retrofitted a lot since then. Oh, yeah. Considering we have no weapons or anything anymore. Yeah, we used to have hull armor. Used to. <laughs> it was cheaper to sell that off for maintenance stuff. I didn't do that. That was for my time. And then just cover it in fossilized plating. Yeah, it's the same thing. I suppose. I, I was told. <coughs> I suppose the place peels off slowly. Right? <laughs> <coughs> oh, look, it's rotten on the inside. I just imagine one of the technicians like, ho like spraying it and like mites are falling out and it's like your ship is sick infested we don't think that's infirma so thanks for that what just everything you just said just thanks for that i'm sorry <laughs> anyway you guys basically spend some more time on firma and yeah the exchange consulate gives you maybe has an account set for you you got hard currency that they like back it against you know different banks and whatnot. Yep. And you tell them that you want to transfer your funds to Bellator's uh, exchange consulate. Yep. Yeah, they can do that. Perfect. You no longer have money here, and now you have money on Bellator. Sure. I have a question. What? Does it come to some kind of stupid transaction fee? Oh yeah. That's stealing! How banks, that's They're how, stealing! That's how banks work. I mean, you could build some crap on here and haul you it could, You could haul it out in hard currency and just keep the hard currency with you. These fucking assholes can't keep stealing it. <laughs> well, then you run the risk of, you know, pirates stealing it. I know. Yeah. Stealing! Oh, Space banking. Stealing. One day we'll have our own bank with our own fees, and then we'll be stealing. <laughs> so, you guys get back onto the ship after it's been retrofitted and fixed up and cleared off. Who gets. Oh, I don't know if you get the captain's quarters. Monica does. Eh, whatever. I'm the official representative of Jonas, so I'm supposed to kill you guys if you try to steal the ship. Okay. Don't steal the ship. Be a real dick move, guys. <laughs> but to that end, you know, I brought some, like, 
things just to make sure it doesn't happen. What do you mean? It's not important. Uh, I think it pretty much is important. You just said you're gonna kill us. I mean, I didn't say I was gonna kill you. I said you'd kill yourselves if you tried to rob Jonas. I have I have nocturnus cancer. I have nothing to live for. <coughs> I mean, I don't know if that's a thing, but it sounds like it's probably a thing. Four. <laughs> Jeez. The captain takes you all out to dinner on his dime at a fish restaurant. My, how generous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He pays for your dinner and gets drinks and stuff, and it's. It's a nice night. Do you know what sucks? What? I kind of could go for sushi right now. <gasps> really? Yeah. But it's like six. I know. There's I never, a... I never want to go for sushi when like we actually have time to do that. But we had some really. Oh my god, Kim brought us this place that's open late. Ah, but we're fucking gaming late. What? There's this place two SkyTrain stations away. It's a gourmet sushi place. I had the best sushi ever there. Bar my entire life here in Vancouver. It was the best. Mm-hmm. It's always at like two in the afternoon when I'm in the middle of work that I crave sushi and stuff. It's never when I'm like, you know, free. <laughs> it's so good, honey. They just there's just so much. Anyway. <laughs> You're killing me. Nicole doesn't eat sushi listeners, so I always have to go alone or never go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's Togo sushi right here. No, good sushi, Peter. Yeah. It's literally a five-minute walk from the SkyTrain station. Oh no! <gasps> two block, two stations. <coughs> Best in Vancouver. Right <coughs> okay. On oh, fucking beer they have there. It was actual good beer. We had seven bottles of it. Like they brought us like these big bottles, and we just kept ordering them and kept filling up our shot glasses with like this really like Japanese beer. I took a picture of it. It's called like Kirin or whatever. It's really good. It was like two four liters a bottle or something. Jeez. Yeah, it was good. There was like five of us. We spent like I think 150 bucks there. Split five ways. It was no- it was a, a price appropriate place or something for the amount we got. Cool. Yeah. We should go that one day. <laughs> anyway, <coughs> you all say goodbye to the captain as he retires to Firma, like he always wanted. <laughs> Not luxuria. Perfect. Did you have, like, uh... Oh, wait, no, that wasn't you. What? I was like, doesn't he have, like, a sister and a niece that he, like, sends money to? And I was like, wait, that was in the book I was reading, not in this game we were playing. <laughs> oh, my God. It was also in Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> No, it doesn't seem that anybody has any mentioned family around here. Or well, the captains. You know, and five, so it's AI mom. Yeah. <laughs> Monica's from Nocturnus. You don't really... Like, you have large families, but sometimes you don't. For various <laughs> reasons. Once you leave, it's an iffy prospect whether they're still there or not. Yeah. <laughs> Monica's literally out freebooting, so she can bring it off back to her community and enrich it. Alright, set a set a course, um, guy. Sure thing, Monica. Oh, you can say sure thing, woman. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh no, it sounds a lot worse when you say that than when you say woman or man. 
What about adultery? Not till you're older. <laughs> what? Seven. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't even know what you mean. What's that from? Simpsons reference. Okay. Jeez. Homer goes, everything, the worst things in the world are named after kids. Child support, kidnapping, and a few others. And then Bart's like, what about adultery? And Homer goes, not till you're older. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys take off to Bellator. Yep. So we're going from Tetragrammaton to the Maggi system. How far away is that, jump-wise? One jump to the other system, one day in space, and one jump, one instant travel to the so three days. It's not bad at all. Yeah. Alright, three days go by. The cargo hold is empty. Well... Good enough. And yeah, you jump into Bellator, like the, the, the system that it's in. Amagi. The Amagi system. That's also where your home planet is, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Ponular. Ponular. We should stop up there to... Flip it off? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently there's a lot of psychics born there, so... And Probably. also they, like, die. You can load them onto your ship when you have your new ship. Yeah. yeah. I should probably... Get better at being psychic first, though, so we don't tear a ship apart because we're dumb. So you can tutor them. <coughs> the Bellator system, or the Bellator biosphere, is a tropical world. So it's warm and it's covered in like thick, um, very, very humid mist everywhere. Um, yeah, it's like the whole plant's a rainforest. So, like you can see jungles, like you can see like thick, dense foliage with like superstructures jutting out and like slash and burned areas around it in concentric rings where civilization is built. Uh, you can very, very clearly see like the moons have like colonies and like bases on them. Um, large installations that hover in, in synchronous orbit that have like weaponry armed on them and shipyard superstructures and like uh, uh, what do you call them? Space elevators that go from the equator. Loading yep. material up and down. It's, you know, modern looking. As opposed to all the other shitholes you've been in the last little while. <laughs> I mean, Firma super modern. But... Yeah, but they have one spaceport for tourism. <laughs> and also they're like, you know... Also it's a water world, so there's yeah. not a lot of, you know, texture on the, the planet when you approach it. Oh, all the lovely waves and tsunamis and... <laughs> and shadows of big things. <laughs> You can see it from space. Yeah, not ideal. <laughs> and you guys are immediately tagged by um, the, the inner system security, which like asks for your credentials, your records, and stuff. We transmit them, and so on. Perfect. Yeah, you're allowed past the base, like the security checks and whatnot, and advised to. What, what the hell are you here for? Wait. Buy a spaceship. You're directed to. It's like, well, the here. dock at one of the, the more. The, one of the larger space stations they have in between the uh, moon and the planet. Yeah. Also, probably want to uh, not advertise that too much, though, because then people know we have money. I mean, this is a Bellator system. Crime is very illegal here. <laughs> <laughs> 
You don't want to break the law here. Mm-hmm. Because the man's over present here. Oh man, that means you guys are operating on like one third shares. No, you guys are getting 50%. No. We're getting full shares, but we're Wait. not doing any jobs right now, so. How would it work? Would you guys take half of a cut and then fives would get like one half? What? No, that can't be it. How would you guys divvy up the shares between three people? Considering you guys are the majority holders, would you guys get two thirds if you get one third? But you already have two thirds. Would I mean, you split two thirds amongst you? I mean, what do you mean that we wouldn't do any job right now? Let's say you guys do do a run. Yeah. And you get a hundred dollars. Yeah. How would you divvy it between the huge guys and fives? Um, well... That wouldn't just be 30% to each person. <clears throat> well, probably... You get more, right? Probably would be like, hey, the captain gets half of the thing. Yeah, all right, so you guys get $50. And then the rest of the crew splits up the other 50 So I guess it would be Hickson as not the captain and the five. So 25% of Hickson, 25% of fives, 50% to captain and the ship. So... So like you guys, are you saying that you're getting more money? Because I will fight you for that. No, no, no. no. I, I think it's like so. The hundred dollars become fifty dollars, right? Okay. And then the fifty is split between the three of you, okay. and then that original fifty is split in half between you two. Something like that. I mean, basically, we have to put aside something for the ship maintenance. Well, yeah, but that'd be from yeah. the yeah. You did cover your own pockets, yeah, like paying the captains. So yeah. So fives would end up getting. Sixteen dollars, yeah. and you guys would get like forty dollars each. Definitely. Okay. So forty, forty, sixteen. Yeah. What's the ratio on that? Quick, Peter, do the math. You came from a good school. Came um, from a good school. I mean, a third of a half, so one sixth. There you go. There you go. Devin, that's easy mathematics. <laughs> Playing with fractures. Frog fractions. The easiest fractions. One and a half and one third. Yeah, it's like one and one half third. <laughs> oh, Captain. So you're the one he's here. getting one six. Six. Yeah. And then we're splitting the, five. Uh, the five six. six. I can't say that word. I cannot say that fucking word. Six. That's a stupid word. Um, <laughs> and we're still spinning, splitting five at six plus. Five and six. Us. Yeah. Stuff like that. God damn it. That's eighty-three percent. You guys are keeping eighty-three percent of it divided amongst yourselves. Yep. There you That's go. A lot of money. Right. Yeah. The captain's the leech. He's the one stealing. <laughs> the hard work. His uh, what's his name? Hey, he was contributing pretty a lot. He was doing the trade stuff. Is what's his name getting less now than he was before? Fives. Uh, no, he used to be getting 12. Now he's getting 16. Yeah. Okay. Almost 17. So actually, he, he, he's, he'd he be getting more if you were doing missions. Yeah, he'd stay with us. <laughs> no, that's bullshit. He's going to retire. <laughs> so he doesn't get his head blown open and all his <laughs> money goes to no one. Oh, no. These are realistic people. He's sitting with, how much money did you guys get individually? Two mil or something? 1.155. 1. 
One million five fifty-five thousand. Yeah, he has a million dollars. He's gonna buy himself some nice property and just relax. Not even a lot of property, because he's a robot. Uh, he, the... he can get himself a studio apartment. And a VR rig. Uh, it doesn't matter the future I'm on, spend this apartment. Yeah, he's just going to plug in the USB port into the side of his head and just hang out playing MMOs and, like, sh shit posting all the time. I click on it and it tells me I need permission. Huh? From what? I don't know if something you posted. Probably the space mega she uh, sheet. Um, anyway, you are directed to dock at one of the big orbitals they have. Alright, so you guys dock at the space station? Yep, that's what we do. Alright, you're docked, customs happens, like not to offload anything, just to you know make sure the ship's fine, you're not smuggling, they do an inspection. Bellator, uh, security. Uh, so, you know, a lot. Of, most of them are ex-military, because everyone does service. Citizens. Yeah, citizens inspect your ship. Uh, there are a myriad of people sporting chrome. <laughs> like, people with augmented limbs, chest cavity, eyes, you know, just uh, brain processors and stuff. <laughs> a lot of augments. Yep. Could yeah. be home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys weren't smuggling anything, right? Nope. It's nothing we're smuggling. I think, what do we have left that... I think nothing in the cargo wall. I mean... We, we have some psychic stims, I think, still? Yeah. I the... think you sold them all off. We sold the muscle stims, but only we sold no, the psychic ones. Everything went to what's right. Okay. I mean, we still have that modified gun, and that's about it, I think. Because yeah. you wanted to give that to your thoughts at the Academy. And... No, the gun sounds like something we want to keep. Also... I mean, I have a, a spoon made out of alien. <laughs> I think we got that swag bag of officer swag that you also need to donate to the academy. What stuff? Swag bag of officer loot from the Space Hulk. You know, their like memoirs or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's affects. definitely something I'm keeping and I'm giving yeah. to my library at home. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's not really what they're looking for. Yeah. They're looking for, for fucking for smuggling shit. Yeah, we're recording. The game's happening. <laughs> no, Nicole, don't make that noise. That's why I was asking, so I'm like, I have to sip this last bit. <laughs> um, sip, sip. Yeah. They check your ship, and then they leave you alone afterwards. That's nice of them. You were on one of the... You were on basically the largest orbital that they use for, like, trade and thoroughfare <clears throat> and stuff in the sector. Uh, like, not in the sector, but, like, it, it sits between the moon and... Uh, the planet. The planet. Mm. It's another Lagrange point. Yes. Yeah, this is the Mandate 1. Cool. So you have your own devices. Okay. Like while, while you're here, basically, they, uh, they, they get like a large like machine they put on the side of the ship and they carve in your identification info because you need to be tagged. I mean, I think Captain mentioned saying exactly that when he was doing the maintenance last time, that he needs to carve those in. So I guess someone was sloppy, yet again. Yeah, you might have scraped them off when you were flying into that ship earlier. Ah, <laughs> uh, Captain. You pay to have that, you know, etched in and now you're scraping it right off. <laughs> right off. <laughs> He's so bad at this. Good day to you, sir. Good day, I say. <laughs> I said good day. A little otter with the cuff. I say good day. 
Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, here you are. You're on the ship. The space station. Cool. It, uh, it looks like the Starfleet-style Starbase, where it's like the dome, and then there's a little pods kicked to it, and it has like a conical bottom. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, I guess we should see whether we have any connections around here that we can tap into. Should we do a connector all or something like that? Or you could spend a week here, and Nicole could cultivate connections. I mean, yeah, presumably it's going to take a while to sure. build the ship and shit, so... No, the, the ship's not even being built. I missed that. Because um, you guys haven't even off gone to them for it. Okay. You haven't put in the order yet. Yeah. That's the connections you gather. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So, especially considering, like, I know people from this planet already, so presumably... Yeah. Yeah, you have plant connections on, like, the planet for, like, the planet and stuff, but this is more, like, for the shipbuilding aspect. Oh, no, I just mean, like... Presumably, I know people enough to like make those new connections. Yeah. I mean, you've got your focus. You're good at this. this a week general. goes by. <clears throat> yeah, you're able to get a hold. Uh, you're able to basically work your way up the chain, smoothing, schmoozing, and like hanging out at different offices and bars, and going to like like actual like Bellator like military conferences and stuff. Because you guys were both in the military. Yeah. That still count. That counts for something. Uh, yeah. There is a woman. She is a um, like the the shipbuilding on Bellator is all military owned. Cause duh, duh. <laughs> everything's military owned here. Right. So the, the shipyards are constantly pumping out military you know like hardware. Uh, but there's a woman who is basically part of like requisitioning and dealing with approvals and stuff and like uh, going through case files. Uh, her name is Devil Eyes Joan. Devil Eyes Joan? Named as such because she had the majority of her forehead and eyes and nose carved out and removed and replaced with a large black and red steel processing center that makes it look like a visor with a single Cylon eye in it. <laughs> Devil Eyes Joan? Yeah. So it's like one big Cylon eye, but then there's like little tiny LEDs in there that are also moving around independent like a spider. Gross. Jeez. Also cool. <laughs> So I guess we should go and meet with her. Yeah, you're able to get a meeting with her. Like you've met with her before, but you're able to actually go and sit down and actually like start to broach the entire the scope of it. Okay. It is a military office in space station, so it has that kind of beige mall in space look to it. There's <laughs> carpeting and fish tanks and windows looking out to space, uh, and even TV lighting. <laughs> That's nice. The camera is panned from the office looking inward on a nice flat dolly, not a lot of dynamic shots. <coughs> Basically shoulder over shoulder, like you talk, she talks, you talk, she talks. <laughs> very simple, very cost effective. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, <Devin. laughs> It helps set the scene in your head, doesn't it? <laughs> right? So yes, she is wearing a Bellator military uniform. What does it look like? It looks like a fascist uniform in space. You know, Nazis. Or Starship Troopers, which were just Nazis. Uh, so jackbooted, or Psycorp from Babylon 5, which also were jackbooted thugs. 
So, you know, black uniform, uh, gold and reds, eagle iconography, gloves that are black and made of leather, jack boots. <laughs> yep. And, you know, horrific cybernetics that dehumanize people. Oh my god. But, you know, it's just the top part of her head, basically. She still has, like, hair and bangs and stuff, and, like, like lips and a face that emotes. <laughs> it's just she had, from the nose up to her forehead, pulled out and replaced with a machine. <laughs> so yeah, she's going through data pads and actual paperwork that gets printed out, because why be paperless in a future where technology exists? Yeah, it's hard to hack, you know, papers, so. Yeah, it's also just easier than, you know, going through a bunch of different data pads. If she wants to, like, spread out on the office or whatever. Yep. Yeah, she is looking at you with her, like, seven or eight different eyes built in behind that motorcycle visor thing. Just kind of moving around, tracing. So, gentlemen, what can I do for you? Well, we're looking to invest in buying our own ship. You are looking to contract out from the shipyard, then? Definitely. Well, it's very possible. It's not like we're going to turn away our own, especially when they're looking to reinvest into the economy. Perfect. But uh, the shipyard is rather booked for the next few years. So this is where complications come into a matter. Hmm. That certainly is unfortunate. Yes, we have no problem outfitting you with the hull, weaponry, and armaments that you've specified. But she's looking over the... You've gave you've given her the yeah. wish list. Pretty much. <laughs> it's like we have several frames already under construction that match most of this profile that we could earmark ahead of time for you and push back for the for the fleet. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of, I'm, I am afraid, what more you can do for us other than money. Hmm. What are they called? Like, what's the government here called? The Empire or something like that, I'm assuming? The Praetorian Republic. Yeah, what do they call in Starship Troopers? The government? Um, the Terran Republic? Or the, the Republic. The Terran Federation. The Federation. Federation. For the Federation, I would give my life. They do like the word Federation. <laughs> yeah. What would you call it? The Praetorian Republic? Yeah. The Republic, yeah. The Republic's good, too. That's also... Yeah. Run by the people. The people. Remember, you're only a person. You serve. Exactly. <laughs> they're Praetorians because they're protecting, you know, the Republic. The people. Yeah. The people are protecting themselves. <laughs> We'd be glad to be of use to the, uh, the Republic. What would they have of us? We couldn't help but notice when going through your ship and checking your records that um, on your previous conquest of the Space Hulk, the old capital ship, that you had encountered coordinates to a old mandate uh, rendezvous point. What? We got some coordinates from the VI archives. We got some of the dump that probably were managed to decal in those like two weeks we were in space since then or something. Yeah, you guys got coordinates for the capital cruiser would go back to for maintenance and stuff. Yep. That you were probably trying to keep on the download, but they just hacked your computer. <laughs> Assholes. It wasn't hard. It's not like the captain didn't just keep all his information on his personal terminal on the computer's account. Oh my god. You should wipe that. Jonas, what the fuck? The password was passwords. It was guest. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was a key card that he literally kept suspended above the key card reader pad. Monica would just be like, tap, the back up, and surfing. <laughs> Ugh. But no, you guys were not in control of the security of the ship, and you were docked here, and it linked up with the base, so they just brute-forced your you know, stuff. The Republic would be very interested in uh, collecting information on this site, seeing if it would be worthy of our attention for us to send our salvaging team to. Um, so is that a coordinate to a system that's not in our charts, or is that some coordinate to a known world? Where does it lead to us? As far as my intelligence has been able to ascertain, it's something that we haven't previously investigated. She, she like taps on her desk and brings up a, like, like a very rough Star Trek grid mm -hmm. that has like a few hundred points on it. It's like, these points are a few centuries worth of data gathering we've done on possible sources of things that would be interest to the Republic. <laughs> it's not going to work that way. Okay. <laughs> I was just... Also, they're, they're, for the listeners, I was motioning, bringing up my camera to take a picture of this chart. They're displayed in a way that isn't intuitive for like actual looking. <laughs> the problem is manpower. We haven't had a... What would be cost effective to go search? Yep. Like, if she even brings up like, the sector you found the Space Hulk in, and there's actually a coordinate to that Space Hulk. Hmm. Like, not exactly there, just in the sector, rumors of a Space Hulk. Mm -hmm. You know, how many of these are scrap metal? How many of these have already been looted? How many of these are have just a civilization there? Mm-hmm. So, seeing as your rumors you found were a little more concrete, concrete, uh, we would be very interested in you going as an envoy of the Republic and staking it out for us, so we could send in follow-up uh, resources. This, of course, would preclude your uh, freebooting and looting. <laughs> but successful completion of the survey would allow me to bump up your request. I also, of course, checked your file and. She looks at both of you because you know he's an AI, right? Out of character. Yes, yes. You served on the ship where he was yeah. an AI. Right? Yeah, I, it was I, obvious because you were an AI yeah, on the ship. Yeah. I specifically know the hat. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be there in your file that you're in the know. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. They keep they keep records. They're very good at paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'd be able to spin that from your, of course, mark on your file. Special circumstances. Definitely. So that would be what I need. This would, of course, also allow me to move past some of the more specific fittings. She points to the to the schematics where the processor core and the AI uh, uh, housing is. <laughs> Definitely. We would be able to, of course, obfuscate the uh, installations of these bits here so that the dock workers themselves wouldn't be quite aware of what they were doing until we were further along that we could replace them with fresh mines. I think that sounds amendable. What you think, Hickson? Yeah, that sounds like something we could do. I'm very curious about what's at that point anyway, so... Yes, your curiosity. Curiosity, Mr. Hickson. <laughs> we will, of course, assign for you a vanguard to go on your ship. You already have a vessel that you can take. Damn. That means we can't loot without them knowing about it. <laughs> I was actually thinking that. I was, yeah, like, I was like, if they're yeah. not here, we can just take I mean, shit without telling them. They say they can take stuff, but what do they be? Copy the data? Data's one thing. They're talking about, like, space guns and mech suits. Yeah, I assume. I assume we can take data. <laughs> They're like, uh, like, star charts. They're like, star charts. You're one freebooter. <laughs> They'll give you a stern talking about loyalty, not spreading this information around so other people try to rob the Federation of its 
ill-gotten gain of its, you know, duly deserved gains. <laughs> I was gonna say ill-gotten. You guys are loyalists. You served in the military. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna impress upon you not if you get like star charts to keep it to your fucking selves. I mean, of course we keep it to our fucking selves. Right. Hey, it's in your you best interest. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, you could not loot those points faster than the Republic could get the good stuff. Yeah. So they're fine if you find Star Trek. I mean, probably if we load up our space metal of all the loot and bring it to them, they might just give us a little bit of money for the job. It's like, hey, brother, over here, might as well. You save us one trip. <laughs> yeah, they could. Yeah. If you want to do that, they could do that. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you have the vague idea. You could do a blind drill to it. Okay. Your piloting skills, of course, in your file. Yeah, we can definitely try that. Okay. Good. We will have... Um, she's just going through some paperwork here. We will have Mrs. Crucifix and Mr. Genocide meet you at your ship. Was their, like, given Christian names? Well, paleo-Christian names, yes. Mrs. Crispy's of Mr. Genocide? Yes. Perfect. They are uh, part of our specialist attaché. They coordinate, uh, we usually use have them coordinate with our more deniable assets, but seeing as you are part of the Republic and are also currently enjoying your citizenship as freebooters, they'll be an ideal fit for your crew. As with your VI and mercenary, they are both espionage and survivalists. Perfect. Mrs. Crucifix specializes in uh, electronic warfare, which would be a nice complement to your assets. Good. Okay. So I think we've got our work cut out for us and yeah. Perfect. They'll join up. We'll get that uh, taken care of. I will earmark that one space hull being laid down <clears> to... Uh, it, it's at a stage right now where we won't have to worry about it deviating from what you want. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Just come back soon. Okay. I think we can do that. Perfect. Excellent. Well, we are very happy for you to be coming back into the fold. You are both... Excellent assets, as I can tell from your file and the work you did with your very with your very specific expertise. <laughs> the Fed, the Republic, uh, is not fond of losing its uh, psyops or its uh, electronic civilians or its electronic assets. So <laughs> it's nice to see you giving back. Yeah. Well. Absolutely. She probably looks so cool. Yeah, right? Like, she's in, like, the outfit. She has, like, this robot face. Eagles and, and skulls and metal and stuff everywhere. She looks so awesome. <laughs> the spider eye. Right? LEDs, like, that's like what I'm saying. Like, Jesus. Well, when you kind of die, you always play us her. I want to be a fascist, but oh my god. I mean, don't you really want to, though? I don't. But they're, they got the aesthetics. Cybernetics. <laughs> And I'm just a friendly kind of portly short dude. I'm a psychic. <laughs> I'm a healer class. I'm a friendly. Don't shoot me. They love that. They love that you're a healer. <laughs> you can only people think the bullets and you think the bullets. <clears throat> yeah, you're great for soldiers. You're great for recovering assets. You're great for torture scenarios. 
probably haven't uh, tried. I mean, you left the military. Yeah, I would have been more cool. But you could definitely branch out. I, I mean, they're not torturing people around you. They're just bringing their, you know, <laughs> after I would still know. They bring me. They bring him back after two days. He's just as bad. I'm like, ah. He fell on the stairs. He got long (laughs) stairs. He fell down an elevator shaft onto some bullets. Just imagine they actually have like a like a dark like like spooky torture room, but it's just an escalator going up, and they just throw him down. It's like it's a high tech escalator, so it has like a gravity to catch him. So he's always falling down the stairs (laughs) as they're going up. Fucking what's her name? (laughs) Black Eye Shadow or whatever. Black Ice Shadow. Well, I think we best be off. Very good. What's a pleasure, Susan? What would be it? Uh, what would be a call sign they use? What would be an extra fascist thing they do to be a, like? <laughs> what would it be? I mean, like a salute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again. Probably acknowledge that someone else is a citizen that's, you know, good in that one. Like, hey, yeah, we're both citizens. We're the good guys. <laughs> I, I think she just gets up as you guys are leaving and you all salute each other and salute the flag <laughs> and uh, part ways. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, political, f- or not political, but uh, what's the word America- that Americans do? When they jingoism? Get super- not, yes, yes, jingoism. Yes, nationalism. Patriotism. That's it. The less horrible word version of that. Equally as bad, but sounds better. Yeah, patriotism's a big thing in the Republic. (laughs) Right? Anyway, when you get back to the maggot, uh, Mrs. Crucifix and Mr. Genocide are there. Mrs. Crucifix is a large uh, woman that looks like she has Hanzer mods installed. What does that mean? Uh, Hanser's basically a slang term for a cyberneticist who basically built themselves out to be a tank. So she is large. She is like over-muscled and over-reinforced and stuff. Uh, while still having a custom-tailored large-sized uniform for it all that's like a leather jacket. Well, yeah. I know, right? It even has like holes in the back for like the, the, like the armor generators and stuff she has. Mr. Genocide is a razor girl slash razor boy. Like, basically, thin, lift. His legs and arms have been replaced with cybernetic ones that are longer. The legs are those um, antelope kind of side blades that are backwards. The uh, His arms are clearly machined and have, like, different bits that would be changed into weaponry. Cool. They, they both are wearing, you know, fe- like, Republic uniforms that show that they're special ops. Cool. I mean, you know, Gaius probably fits in because he u- likes wearing his uniform as well. Especially cap- you know, piloting and stuff like that. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Right? It's perfect for I don't, I don't wear my uniform. That's fair. You weren't born on the planet. I'm also trying to be approachable. And, <laughs> I mean, he's already, you know... A psyker? He's already... <laughs> Yeah, he's psychic. I mean, he, he looks very approachable, you know. Yeah. He's friendly, he's kind of round, he has like a bushy little beard and everything like that, and he's smiling and stuff, but like, put a freaking fascist uniform on it, and now all of a sudden he looks scary. Your literal trainer when you joined the uh, Bellator PsyOps was a dude dressed like Neil Patrick Harris from Starship Troopers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh. no, Sometimes. But- when do you call us Anyway, that sounds too good. It's great. <laughs> Starship Troopers is amazing because of how awful it is. 
You can be. Yeah, they get on the ship with you and stuff, and uh, yeah, they'll hang out here, they'll share quarters, and just wait till you're ready to go. I mean, I think we are ready to go. Minus the with Monica and Fives. Oh yeah, okay, you call, you call a powwow with Monica and Fives? Yep. I noticed an increase of... Chrome. <laughs> That's right. We've got a job for the government, so we can buy our own ship. We. The two of us. I mean, do you want to get paid as well? <laughs> I just wanted a ride home. Wait, uh, is he not sitting around? Is he just going home? I forgot who's going home. Shit, we should drop him off at home. I mean, you're, it's on the way to pick up the pornography. <laughs> yeah. You know what you're not doing yet, because you're going to this, doing this dangerous government mission. Oh no. Yeah. I actually had forgotten about that. I didn't mean to kidnap him. <laughs> I mean, he could just fuff about in the station until we come back, technically. <laughs> Till... Sorry? I'm sorry, I was trying to imply that you wouldn't come back. Yeah. If. If. <laughs> well, either or. I mean, you're so well that you could probably just buy yourself a ticket from here. I mean... We said he was going to give him a ride home. He, he looks out the car, the still lowered cargo bay, out to like all the people marching in unison with like the black and the white and the flags and the uniforms and stuff, and people like people with like metal hands stroking their gun with their knife fingers, and he's all like, "No, that's fine." We should really give him a ride home. <laughs> like we said, we would. We have to. I mean, we said that we're going to give him a ride home in a new ship, and we don't have it yet. <laughs> <laughs> dropping him off before he got we were coming here and then we came here and then I forgot we were supposed to be dropping him off. I mean Billy should You're so going well. to pay me for this. I mean, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I have money still, right? Yeah. Okay. You guys have money left in your pooled resources, right? <laughs> so half a mil between the two of us. Yeah, alright. I'll take a couple grand a couple tens of grand. <clears throat> we'll work out the specifics later. Perfect. Monica's just like, yeah, you're still renting the ship. I'm still getting paid. Perfect. What did, what did you pay for the renting the ship? Did that conversation happen? I mean, the captain didn't say anything. We didn't sign any contracts, so I don't know. <laughs> that conversation happened. I, I've been given the payment schedule and everything. Okay, so how much are we paying? You're paying him 100 grand for an unlimited rental. I think that's fair. Unlimited rental, no, that sounds nice. Yeah, you both know what unlimited means. <laughs> Wait, it's unlimited for a hundred. That means we basically bought the ship for only a hundred grand. I mean, all we have to do is bring Monica with us. It's to do all the things you wanted to do before you get your new ship. So but we can just start. We just literally just bought the. That okay. Let me read that. Okay, because if the if the captain wrote the contract, that might actually be what we just did. <laughs> Written in crayon. Right. <laughs> It's structured such that you can use it until you get your ship, and you have to make a conceited, like a, concert, a concerted effort to get a new ship. And this ship goes back to the captain. Okay. He's very lenient and can charge you a flat amount. Okay. So I mean, if we there are clauses in there for loss of ship and remuneration. Re <laughs> okay. So don't just slide into the sun when you're done with it. <laughs> Flying the sunset, literally. Optimus's body coming out of the sun, melting. Having the Transformers, Optimus crashed. His dead body crashed into the sun and melted. Well, 
as long as I put my you know car somewhere else, then I could fly it in and I wouldn't feel mind. Oh my god. Where is your core right now? Your your phylactery? My core is in my metal body that's in the box. Alright, the the Reaper. Then her body. Yeah, Monica just kicks up her feet on the table as the four of you have this conversation. Yeah, this is pretty fine. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, let's figure out where does this chart go. Yes, so let's. I'm going to pause. Okay, so the plant you're drilling to, I accidentally placed too many hexes away. It's literally one spike drive away from your drive being able to get there. So you talk to the government, like we talk about this out of care, out of game yeah. listeners, and they'll cover the cost of modifying your, your spike drive to have a velocity enhancer. Yep. Which is a mod that lets you like jump one level higher. I don't know why, but I thought you were gonna say to modify it to have a Velociraptor, and I was like, na, 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 what? Na, that doesn't sound like what we want. I don't remember this discussion. Well, like you're down in the engine. One of my characters died by a Velociraptor. You're down in the engine roof cage. You just hear, bro. <laughs> like, like that. <laughs> I mean, Samuel Jackson's severed arm falls on you. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty good runners. So just putting giant hamster wheel and make them run. <laughs> Picture of Samuel Jackson's face in front of them. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. By by sheer stupid luck, I didn't even realize spike drive range was a thing because I'm not that familiar with it. I put it one out of range. So instead of changing it, you guys went and uh, fixed it up. Yeah, we took the components we have. You have, yeah, you have te high tech level pre tech components that you'll supply for the upgrade, and then they'll cover the cost of the installation because they have the fucking. Yeah. Starbase, and you'll salvage the component out of the Space Magus drive later. Yep. So they didn't they didn't replace the spike drive, they just gave it a mod. If you check under Starship Mods listeners, it is called the Drill Velocity Upgrade. It's pretty useful. Yep. <laughs> That's right, Nicole. That's right. So, after that amount of time has elapsed, your drive has been kicked up a notch. And you guys are ready to jump to that system. Okay. Um, let's do the math, I suppose. Yeah, math time. I'm gonna pause. So, give us the day breakdown, Peter. So, we need to do one day to get to the edge of the system, then we're jumping, and the difficulty is 7 plus 2 because the rudder is more than 5 years old, but we have a rudder, so it's not uncharted, uh, plus 1 because the hex uh, distance is two full hexes, well it's three, but that doesn't jump to the next one, so the difficulty is 10. Since I'm a starfer, I can do difficulty 10 jumps without rolling, so we get there, it takes us um, three days to get there, and then one day to go from the edge to the planet, so that's five days all around. Perfect, so you're going to be doing this for a week as you make the largest jump you've ever made on a ship. You guys were in, like, frigates and patrol boats before, so a lot of it was, like, patrol routes and shit. Jumping from close systems to close system, not a lot of, like, leaps into the void. Yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah, you hit it into, uh, what's it called? Q-space? Drill space. Metaspace. Metaspace, yeah. Metaspace was it. Yeah, so, five days. Who do you guys hang out with for your, like, Mass Effect elevator persona personal time? <laughs> I mean, I don't really want to hang out with 
Mrs. Crucifix or Mr. Genocide? I don't want, you want to learn about your new fucking NPCs? I can hang out with them. <laughs> All three of us in our fascist uniforms. I know, right? <laughs> Alright, do you guys... Did you have a favorite game you used to play? Like, among the when you were like a soldier? Yeah, probably have something. Some card game or what have you. Sure, card game. Yeah. So, you want to talk about anything? You got any subjects you want to bring up? Like, you know, asking you know, what are the news about the home world and stuff like that. We've been away for like two months at least. And so on. Like, oh, what's the life in Merita these days? What are you guys up to? Yeah, Mr. Genocide is the one who uh, yeah. perks up. Oh, it's it's doing all right. You know how it is. Uh, the, the storm clouds coming in, the atmosphere pumps aren't doing too well. Oh, that's unfortunate. It is what it is. We've ramped up uh, movement against uh, some of the other polities in the area. Mm -hmm. There's a new principality forming from the Eden Cluster, and we want to start to match their resources before the next super freighter comes in. Yeah, definitely this concern need to be there. I mean, at least they've got, well, the iron to keep them busy, I suppose. Let's talk that Eden and Iron might uh, fall back in line under old mandate uh, principles. Eden is, Iron is very big on that. They mm. still have their monitor. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. I was actually deployed to a... I was deployed as an asset to one of uh, Ayun's colonies to take a look at some of their governing protocols and diplomatic treaties. Mm. Uh, once we were able to remove some of the obstacles that were allowing that to go, that were allowing their <coughs> unification to go forward, uh, we found that they were very much interested in this. Hmm. Well, that would be unfortunate if it happened, I suppose. Ayun was fielding uh, mercenary companies. Hmm. There's a few dozen in this part of the sector. We were able to disrupt their relations. Hmm. Mrs. Crucifix kind of nods to that. Good job. Yes, there were a few chapters that were deployed to that to the Ayun colony. They were neutralized. Hmm. We simply waited for their coffers to run out and broke their ranks. <laughs> I can do that for money. Yes, very much so. We uh, denied them any ground, denied them the ability to scavenge, salvage, neutralized most of their... We allowed recruits to live, but neutralized most of their officers and above to deny them training time and battlefield experience. And once the war chest ran out from Ayun, they left. <laughs> the specific companies they hired are reeling with recruitment and retraining now. They have many new farm boys and whatnot to clean up, but not as many experienced officers. Hmm. Interesting. Well, hopefully this will be a good breakthrough and we'll be able to use that to press our advantage before the iron gets its shit together. <clears throat> there are other principalities in the sector that are starting to move that we're aware of. They're just not in our part of the sector yet. Mm. Talk of a nomad fleet or a scavenger fleet in the 
southern arm. Mm. Ah, yeah. And there's the Krogan. Xenofanatics. They uh, they went for bio-titan re reorganizing of their uh, colonies. I don't know what that means. G extensive gene engineering to turn every citizen into a brood. Uh, into a brood. Like, they're breeders now. And extensive alterations that made them uh, survivors. More durable. Chitin, plating, redundant organs, super dense bone structure, reduced durability, uh, reduced joints. Reduced durability? No, re reduced mobility for oh. durability. Hmm. Ah. Jeez. That's ex extensive, those. Yes. Hmm. Very much like the Iscarians, but more uh, entrenched. Hmm. Almost sounds like Maltec. Wouldn't be surprised if there was some conditioning going on as well. As far as origins found, it's a cultural, it's a cultural uh, Xeno profile. Jeez. It's been used before, much like the uh, pockets of uh, Klingon mercenaries you'll find. Hmm. Paleo-Terran myths and whatnot. Greys, Klingons. Harvesters, the the, the classic uh, war profiles. Hmm. Huh. We want to run into those harvesters for listeners and for you guys out of character. Are reference to the aliens from Independence Day, which is a gene template that is out there that that some you know factions will use. You know, bioorganic soldiers inside a biomedic mech suit. Cool. That just go around ripping planets apart to feed a, a scavenger fleet. <coughs> cool. People don't even bat an eye at it. Like these are like clearly they are pop culture references, but they've just fallen into mythology now. Yeah. It's like a leprechaun or like you know a Nuklavi. That's just what people think of Klingons and Krogan and all those other little pop culture aliens. Hmm. I mean, they do have their places as of mold for people to use, I suppose. Yeah. Same with elves, dwarves, you'll find that stuff in uh, in different cultures. Yep. Somewhere along the lines, marketing took over somewhere hundreds, maybe thousands of years ago, and it just <laughs> went from there. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, we should chat about other things as well. I think that's it. Yeah, they mentioned that, yeah, like... Uh, Mrs. Crucifix, like one of her, like her hands are conversion is recent. She took a lot of uh, battlefield injury uh, with the Iron Mercenary Companies. Uh, Mr. Genocide uh, recently came out of his um, darkness visible espionage career, <laughs> which is what they call it. Like that's what uh, the Praetorian Republic calls it, the darkness visible segment of the military. Yeah. Uh, and instead of taking a retire a lifetime retirement payment, he went in for. Um, Basically, the cutting edge TL5 slash Maltechy conversions. So, like, he, he is very much ready to fucking fight. Perfect. Yeah, he, he basically, the, the way he describes his, his contract with the, the, the government, his citizenship still exists, but his life is very much a property of the government. <laughs> because he's just, he is just covered in high asset material. 
was it the Ghost in the Shell? Was it? The, yeah, basically, like, oh, if I want to retire, they have to strip everything out of me, and they're like, yeah. yeah, there's way too much machine than there is man for that to work properly. <laughs> uh, that'll be extensive surgery. There'd be there'd be very little left of him to put into something else. It's not like they have transhuman tech. Mm. But he's fine with it. He's the right kind of sociopath. <laughs> Highly functional sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> he's a uh, he's a loyal citizen of the Republic. <laughs> Dedicated. <laughs> he was assigned his call sign based on battlefield reviews. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that that's the that that that's the uh their backstory. The Pon what was the name of the planet? Ponyar Ponular is where I world. from. Same system, yeah. not part of the Republic I I mean it probably is going to be in a, in a faction turn. They'll probably just move their ships over and conquer it. Yeah. I think like maybe it's technically part of it, but they don't seem to be having the same culture. So I don't think that a lot of people from Ponular join, like, our citizens, basically. It's like, this planet belongs to us, but we don't really give a shit about it. They're not citizens. They're they're a satrap. They're a workforce. Yeah, exactly. They're a tributary state. They work for us. Which is interesting, because they hate psychics and apparently kill them, which... Do they the, kill them? Or do, right? they get, do they get ground up into Psytech? Right? Like, what, <laughs> what happens to them? Like, does, does, the, does Bellator, like, if... if my, I was gonna say sensei. If my um, <laughs> mentor, yeah, if he hadn't like kidnapped me from Ponular, would I would have just been transported and raised by the Republic to be a loyal citizen psyker? Like, is that what would have happened? I don't know. Right. It's actually a thing I never thought of. It's something to explore one day. Right, because presumably Ponular is part of the Republic, considering they're the same system, and, and the Republic well, they, is very they much... They seem to be very clearly a tributary state. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, on one hand, yeah, definitely, like, oh, you know, like, Saki, bring it to us, and we'll give you some money or something. Right. Or they, there is, like, a quote-unquote camp where psychics disappear to, but the, the actual planet's not aware that those psychics are moved elsewhere or ground up into sci-tech material. Yeah, like, that's what I'm assuming. The they're like, hand, yeah, we get rid of them, and it's like... The Gulag is run by Bellator, and Bellator decides what assets leave planet, what assets are turned into other things. Yeah. Like, on like the Area other... 51 style. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, on the other hand, like, oh, you know, violence is the ultimate authority, so hey, you can do whatever you want on your planet with your people. If you want to murder them, hey, that's your call. And they're like, except, you know, when we want your things. Because yeah. psychics are do? a valuable fucking asset. Yeah. <laughs> like... What are you going to do? Stop us? <laughs> Shoot their anti cold storm devices. You guys are tier three, we are tier four. Bring it. Yeah. Well, you guys don't have nuke snuffers? That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're costing in so many, so few cities, it probably wasn't going to cover the nuke snuffer. Eh. Well, TL3, it's too low for nuke snuffers. Well, some, some key place probably would still have them, because hey. I would say. Those places might be frozen over. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, you guys get out of drive space and arrive at the edge of the system. Oof. Yep. Uh, it is a yellow star, same as uh, Paleoterra, like the, the gold standard that most systems could look for when they go, when, like, you, if you read old Mandate records, they went for colonizing, they looked for stars like Earth. 
Uh, and yeah, there are a few planets in the system, and one of which, which is giving off a very distinct uh, mandate uh, beacon. Oh. Cool. Okay. I guess... Like, the, the maggot just has good enough sensors that it picks it up almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll be heading towards that place while scanning the rest of the system with our sensors. <laughs> yep. Uh, there are a few other planets. There are gas giants. It has a very much uh, Terran uh, soul system setup. <clears throat> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, debris, like, not, it's not clustered together because that's not how space works, but surrounding some of the more dead worlds, like the, the more Venusian style planets, uh, mm -hmm. there are, like, uh, debris from fleets mm. or, or orbitals that looks like they've been cracked and shattered. Cool. You're able to call up, like, like, as you're passing by, you're able to call up images, and yeah, like, entire uh, habitats and orbitals just stripped apart. Sure. Uh, it looks like some of them have, like, they, they have that classic um, spiral funnel design to the debris that looks like they were hit by, uh, like, rail cannons. Cool. The beacon, is it just, uh, this is where we are, or does it have a message? Um, yeah, it's basically just, like, here. It's not a distress signal, it's just a... No, we it's exist. more of an alert, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is where you want to go. This is, a uh, this basically mm. enough. Cool. Yeah, Mrs. Crucifix is in the is in the on the bridge with you basically. This is promising. Yes, it's a whole new system. Yeah, I mean look at the amount of debris here. I mean you can discover that for years. Yes. Some of these might be salvageable as uh, rebuildable installations. Yeah, definitely. I mean if you want to establish presence here, geez. You've already have the thing built here. Let's get an orbit around that distress signal and see what's happening. Yeah, well that's Fly on in to Monochromicon. Yeah, you're able to pull up a database file on it, like from the from the beacon. The planet is called Monochromicon. Uh, there are bands of black seas going around it, like like thick kind of, um, almost like a marble basically. But it looks like the water is black due to the soil and whatnot on uh, that's like on the beaches under the table, like the mm -hmm. below, and just the way the atmosphere is colored. And uh, yeah, a lot of uh, snowy plains, uh, deserts on it. It has actually, it, it's, it's Earth-like. Like, it, it's, uh, it's one of those Goldilocks planets. Cool. Just the right size, has a variable uh, arrangement of, what do you call it, of uh, ecosystems and biomes. Uh, once you get, like, close to it after the enough time has passed, yeah, you can pick up that it's a planet with life on it. Cool. Um, you aren't really able to get like tech level or anything because that's abstract. But there are signs of um, there are signs of superstructures, but they've long since been grown over. Like there are mountains that have been turned near the equator that were turned into like like space elevators or whatnot. And they, that, that's gone. <laughs> so the space elevators in orbit because the tether snapped from the ground, yeah. uh, and like it's it's structural stuff that's been overgrown and like rotted. Cool. I guess we position ourselves in the uh, polar orbit so we can scan the whole planet with our high-tech scanning equipment on the space nugget. So we can get a whole detailed map of this place. Mm -hmm. It looks like there is. It looks like there was a um, a redoubt here, like a R E D O U B T. Basically, means like there was like a mo like there was like a like a carrier 
that used to be here for like maintenance and stuff mm -hmm. and like a freighter fleet with materials. Yeah. Uh, it's long since gone. Yeah. Uh, but there is stuff um, near the space elevator. It looks like it was like a mandate stronghold. Oh, cool. So like mining operations, processing, uh, psyker facilities for like making SciTech. Cool. <coughs> You're picking up the traces of this based on patterns found in previous mandate settlements. And like, it's easy because you can use, um, I think, Ayun as the template because they actually still have mandate infrastructure. Yeah. So all, all the signs are here. The whole nature doesn't draw in straight lines bullshit. <laughs> oh. Fuck you, Prometheus. Oh, have you never fucking seen bismuth or anything in nature, you idiots? Fucking I mean, morons. That's a micro scale. <laughs> Even, have you seen, there's like giant fucking cliffs that are like, Exactly square blocks that people didn't make. That's that way. why. That's how Earth makes stuff. That's why the people in Prometheus died miserable, horrible deaths because they were the dumbest fucking scientists on that ship. Right. Oh no, a ship is falling forward. Prometheus school of running away from things. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> like I'm sure I wouldn't Nature be optimal. I'm sure I wouldn't act optimal in a pattern. But if there was, like, an alien there that looks like they're super gods who specialize in bioweapons, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't, uh, demand that they extend my life. I'm pretty sure I'd start shooting. Make me immortal. Yeah, we'll figure it out from here. You guys are clearly assholes. <laughs> the, yeah. Ever since we landed, it's been nothing but a murder fest, so it's clear that you're a bunch of assholes. We'll backwards engineer the technology to make me immortal. I'm an old man. I'll go into cryo sleep. Okay. Back to our game. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, do we want to land on this planet? Do we just want to go for the orbital base? I think it does. The space elevator? Yeah. The space elevator, yeah. It's basically like... Yeah. Basically, we'll go space elevator and then... I think so, yeah. It'll be where all the tech is, I suppose. Yeah, and then like we can go to the planet afterwards. Yeah. It's not one or the other. We have time. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if there's no prediction, we're going to the space elevator space. Sure. Yeah, it's drifting in like a, a deteriorating orbit. Sure. Um, yeah, it looks like it's been pretty severely damaged. Like the, the, the all of its structure that ripped up with it is like basically splayed about around it. And uh, it's like still tumbling. Mm. It's perspective though, because of how space works. Basically, you can kind of like move... Yeah. With it in sync, so it's the same kind of perspective. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like the space elevator was like a cargo unloader. Like, it was made for basically fueling ships that were docked with it with material, and then those ships would move to other ships. Basically keeping the supply chain going. Yeah. Uh, it has severe damage to its superstructure. It's not space-worthy anymore. Um, material has basically been blown out of it, like, into space around it and left in, like, a little orbit around the planet that, over time, they've been falling into the atmosphere and crashing. It's a wreck. Mm. There's, like, fighters and shuttlecraft you can kind of see that have automatically put themselves in a safe orbit and have, over the centuries, everyone's all have powered up their engines to, like, adjust so they don't burn up. Cool. Man. Useful stuff. Okay, so do we land on it, try to explore it a little bit, or do we just land on the planet? It looks like it's pretty badly damaged, and you need spacesuits and whatnot. Okay. 
Okay. Like, it looks like it's material's yeah. been blown out a bit. Okay. I guess we'll be going for the planet then. Perfect. Uh, where do you want to land? Um, well, either we could go to the other end of the space elevator, because that's probably had some infrastructure around it. Yeah, that, that's where all of that mandate infrastructure was built around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like the best place to go then. Yeah. Also, the, the tags on the planet yeah. are not the tags. Like, huh. I just put the name there and I haven't edited it yet. Sure thing. Like, mandate base showed up there at random. <laughs> that was random. Okay. I just wanted to put a name to the planet. Okay. Oh, it randomly generated a space station. Weird. Yeah, yeah called Guy Mass. Fun. Guy Mass. That's what it's called. I didn't do that. Guy Mass. I didn't do it. Good enough. Weird. How fun. Yeah, sick like, so, work. yeah, it has a space station and it has a planet. Look at that little generator. Sectors of numbers. Right? Getting better all the time. Yeah. Warpig is pretty cool. Yep. His name of the guy. Warpig. Yeah, it's War a screen. Isn't that a uh, character in Overwatch? No. There is no it character is. in Overwatch called Warpig. It's not called him. That's what he is. The big pig man. John Goodman? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lord, Devin. No, in Overwatch, there's a giant pig man. He's friends with it's, the skinny guy that likes bombs. It's okay. Anyway... <laughs> My god, Devin, that was fucking mean. John Goodman's a little fucking cuddly teddy bear and you're being this savage to him. John Goodman's great. I have nothing against John Goodman. I was just using his name in vain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Roll Tog. Roll Tog? Roll Tog. Yeah, Roadhog. Anyway, where were you landing? Um, at the other end of the space elevator. Alright, near the equator. Yep. Perfect. Roll piloting. And we're back. A battery on the planet's surface opens fire on the space maggot from one of the mountain enclosures. Oh, jeez. You immediately kick in your expert pilot skills to dodge and fail to do so as it locks in and rips 10 damage into the hull. <laughs> That's <laughs> half of our point. Jeez. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, yes. Don't we have any passwords or anything from the... <laughs> Let me die into the ship. <laughs> but yeah, your gravity jet, your, the, the, the anti-grav kicks off slow, like the, the inertial damners kick off as they always do. And you guys are rocked back and forth as a nice clean hole is blown into the back of the space maggot. Where the cargo would be. <laughs> Good thing we don't have anything there. Fuck you, cargo. On the basketball court. I mean, um, that was just a hoop they put out. That was blown in half. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so that happened. Oh no. Okay, so how this works? Because I looked up how anti-ship yep. uh, gunnery works. <laughs> oh. Is you have to make a piloting check uh, to not get shot, <laughs> and you have to do this two more times before you can fly your way out of their range. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Uh, what do, what do you guys want to be doing while Peter does this? Is there anything I can do to help? I don't think so. I mean, you can't psychically heal the ship. No, it has to be a sentient creature. If you were plugged into the ship, would it count for her healing? Uh, I think that's... Ah! Those, those hit points are like, bigger hit points. I'm not sure whether 
Maybe, because that'd be insane. Maybe spend all of her powers to heal that in a one hit point Warforged. A ship hit point? Boop. Or like maybe if it was like a VI core, mm-hmm. it might be okay because the, the ship is its body. Yeah. So yeah, Peter, roll piloting as you try to pull up. Eight, ten. You did it! Ten is the number you have to hit. Perfect. <laughs> Alright, another volley. That would have done 16 damage to the ship. Oh my god. Rockets by and grazes basically the side of one of your thrusters. Uh, barely. Jesus. Um, Systems on the ship are screaming, by the way. Um, I mean, there are some... Like in the ship combat action, there's some like damage control we can like repair the damage that's been done, or there's some uh, comms action which can ECM, so it's harder to hit that stuff. Does any of that apply to anti stuffing weapons? Uh, it could. I don't know what actions you want to take. <laughs> um, let's see. Emergency repair, for example. Int fix version 208. No, that's for systems. The, the guns have AP 20. <laughs> they cut through 20 armor. <laughs> we have like two. Yeah, armor two. Good lord. At least you guys have escape pods. Perfect. But those precious mods. <laughs> have to recover them from the debris. Right? You'd have to be like, like, we're not leaving this planet until we get our fucking salvage out of that ship. <laughs> yeah. Should have taken the other deal. But they provide. <laughs> Should have taken the other deal. Alright, Peter, roll piloting. It's 10. You did it as seven more fly by and again graze the ship. Okay. You're able to pull up out of uh, out of the firing arc of it as uh, your sensor board goes alive, as some of the orbitals, uh, like the orbiting things, start to position themselves towards you on thrusters. Well, that was clearly a mistake. Like, seriously though, like that ship we were in before, is like, this is the thing we used to go to. Do we find any data for like, passcodes for them not to kill you? No. Your ship doesn't fit any known profiles on record. Like, it's literally scanning how your Wait, ship is can't shaped. Wait, we, can't we something something... Don't we have, like, a thing that makes us so we scan as different ships? I think we have that. Uh, yes. <laughs> we legit have that mod on the space mega. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God, his hoarding is going to save you. Yes! Sensor mask, I think it's what it's called. Let's look that mod up. <laughs> it's literally going to save your life. Right? I'm glad I remembered that. I, I'll pause while we look this up. <laughs> We're back. All right, so you quickly throw up the sensor mask to make it look like you were the crew command cruiser. Yeah, the mouth of triumph. All right, the orbitals will do a scan of you now that you've pulled out of the atmosphere. They do not beat an 11. Perfect. All right, so yeah, the orbital mines power down and go back to their uh, orbital points and don't fly into you to blow open your hull. I'm glad. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I mean, you guys could crash. There's a whole adventure down there. Can we just land now that they think we're one of them? I mean, yeah. Once you land, you'll be outside of their shooting range. Right? And then you get the ship fixed. Why is the carrier landing? The carrier does not have atmospheric configuration. Error. Does not compute. <laughs> well, no, they'll probably just be like, 
Eh, whatever, it's crashing. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> like crashing or some shit. Like, we don't know. We're dumb computers. We're just told to shoot at something if we don't recognize it and not to shoot at things we recognize. We're not programmed to say. Unless it's an AI and it's smart. Like, fair. <laughs> it probably would have had a better role in that case. You could probably, if you land further away from the, the, the anchor point, because the batteries are around there, if you land further enough away and just hoof it on foot, um, you will not risk them shooting, recognizing that you're on the ship on, like, once you get too close. I mean, probably could, like, get down very close to the ground and just fly right above the, you know, ground for a while, because I don't think the batteries necessarily go flat. So probably could get someone... Unless they fire an arc. Fair. Oh, either or. If you're able to, to land a bit of a distance away, not terribly far away, yeah. uh, and just do patchwork to the ship, yeah. then you, you'll probably be fine when you try to leave later. Well, I guess we should talk with our better guys. Like, hey, well, we got a confirmation that there's active stuff here. They want to go in and check it out more, but I guess that'll be a bigger favor on you guys. Yes, land the ship then. Okay. You guys will owe us. Well, the government will owe us. Why will the government owe us? He doesn't know because you're just you're just saying things and hoping they'll be true. I mean, <laughs> they're representing us. Like, oh well, they agreed to that. Yeah, we're risking our ship here because our job was to go verify that it's worthwhile talking. Like, hey, yeah, and having yeah, guns don't verify it's worthwhile. It just verifies that it's guns, guns and orbitals and all this stuff. It's not super useful. Mm. Active installations, whatever. Yeah, being right. active isn't super useful. He's not gonna argue. You guys, you guys, you guys get under the gunnery range. Sure. There is a field of coniferous trees. No, decidui, decidui trees, because deciduous trees decide to lose their leaves. Exactly. There's... And coniferous trees have pine cones. They no, they're cone shaped. shaped. And they're also cone shaped. Okay. It's not hard to remember. <laughs> Vertical limit. Oh my god, Devin. Roll limit. The movie Vertical Limit? It's a movie about climbing Mount Everest with explosives. And that's how I remember vertical and horizontal, because vertical limit means going up. That's the only way he remembers it. It's like how I remember left and right by checking the L on my hand. <laughs> this L. So why would you climb Everest with explosives? It was a bad movie, Peter. <laughs> I'm picturing aiming a rocket launcher at your feet, hoping for the best. <laughs> Vertical limit. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I remember horizontal because the horizon. Horse. They are always on their back. That'd also be a good way to remember it. Okay. You land the punctured <laughs> space maggot in a clearing. <laughs> Not in water. Because it would flood. I mean, only part of it would Which flood. sucks, because it actually can go in water. It has yeah. those, like, things to be stealth It could go underwater, water. even. Exactly. Mm. What? I have my phone. <laughs> Poor buddy. Okay. Well, I guess we better suit up and go. Yeah, when you guys land, uh, you head to the cargo bay, and where the hole in the cargo bay is, and Fives is there, staring at the hole in the cargo bay. Did we run into some problems you would like to inform us about? Um, some anti-ship battery emplacements. 
Good thing we didn't run into the orbital defenses. We, uh... Why wouldn't we have just shot the orbital defenses? Because I mean, they're valuable, and also because we could have ju- we just turned on the... Because the, the, the captain didn't install any weapons on the... Oh, ship. five points oh, at uh, 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 Oh, that. right, we don't Finger have any... guns. <laughs> I forgot we didn't have any Mr. Genocide kind of looks... Wait, I thought those were just smuggler guns hidden. Does this vessel not have any armaments? None. I They're mean, not hidden under the gross alien skin? I mean, wait, no. here. I pull up a cargo oven, like, sniper rifles, rocket launchers fall out We have it. individual weapons, <laughs> but we don't have any, uh... Look, this rocket has a smiley face on it. It's from Bellum. <laughs> I am aware. I've been there. That's the extent of it. I was fully expecting parts of the armor to flip open, revealing sandcasters. No, they're they're, they're things for sun throwers. Yeah. yeah, they're things used to uh, throw chaff out to block like mines and drones. I was like, the part of the hole to flip open to reveal sand castles, and I was like, what? Just absolutely what? Just sand works. <laughs> No, the owner of the ship's kind of a hoarder, and there's not enough space for guns. He like kind of kicks one of the floor plates to reveal the escape pod system. But what if we need it? <laughs> I mean, yes, we could shoot that at something. Hmm. Monica is now in the cargo bay as well. She's just staring at the hole in the ship. Yeah. Well, good thing we didn't have the, our previous cargo here. That would have sucked. Oh, well, the bouncy, right? Yeah. Like the fish. That too. Like, what is that for them? <laughs> Those somewhere some expensive fish, you know, blown out into space. They're like, they're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Well, that's hitchhiking guy to the galaxy that's throwing fish. Well, they're throwing fire to the ground, having the last spot before. Hello, Earth! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <sighs> well, we've landed. So I guess we should make some expedition towards the emplacement on foot. Yeah, it appears we've landed 12 miles away. That's nothing. Okay, so what five stay on the ship to uh, try to patch it up with some scrap and I'll get the foam caster. Perfect. And the rest of us can go. Monica just kinda raises her hand. I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna stay here and protect fives. Eh, good enough. Fair. As fives pulls out the glue gun to start like gluing together metal and stuff. I'm picturing the thing from uh Prey. It's literally the glue gun for prey. <laughs> they have scrap metal that they can pull off the ship. They're just going to pull parts of the plating on the floor and stuff apart and just use it to start patching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've like only they... had the Guns of the Galaxy repair gun. Right? The 3D printer system? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have stuff like that. They can print like metal bits and stuff. They have raw material. Yeah. It's just not, you know, super replicators. Yeah. We'll leave that for heaven's reach. I mean, you guys can get one in this game. You just have to get yourself a cornucopia machine. Or a a grail machine. Hmm? 
That'll be cool. And you just pull raw like plating out of it constantly forever. <laughs> I mean, why pull raw plating? We could have you know graft tanks. Stick it in all the holes. Yeah, graft tank would be great right about now. <laughs> I mean, there was one on that cruiser. Yeah, there was. There was. Okay. Well, I guess we're heading off. Suit up and go. <laughs> the four of you. Uh, yeah, you leave the ship. Me. Yeah, this is actually pretty fair. It's uh, it's nice out. Cool. There's deciduous trees everywhere. They look a lot like uh, maple trees. But <coughs> That's the way you said it. Like it was an accomplishment. Yes. Great. Well, in Canada, it's nice. Yeah, there are maple trees with like little five-pointed leaves everywhere. Uh, the grass. There's like little bushes and mushrooms and stuff, and fruit-bearing trees. Dead. <laughs> eat, just eat some of the fruit and die. I mean, eat the fruit, purge toxin from yourself. I don't have that yet. <laughs> One day. No, I think you took organ restoration or something like that. Oh yeah, I made it so I can freaking regrow people's heads when they get blown off and shit instead, because that's Useful. insane. Yeah. I can also um, like grow back their arms. I think I can cure con like congenital things, like things people are born with. Cool stuff. Yeah. Really cool. As uh, Mr. Genocide starts to walk into the tree line with you, his cloak and what his body is made of starts to take on that camo appearance. Like, oh, I mean, he starts chameleon camoing. Cool. Man. What? This is creepy. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> like, his skin does it too, and it's like his eyes and stuff. Okay. His eyes have those permanent shades on, like Deus Ex style. Like, the sockets themselves are like mere shades. With like little Terminator lights underneath. Creepy as shit. Yeah. Well, I guess I just pull out my monoblade and start hacking away more jungly. It's not really jungly, it's just yeah. like a forest. Like, have you ever been to any forest around here? I suppose, yeah. <laughs> it's like that. It's not really that thick. Okay. Good. Especially because they're deciduous trees. Yeah. Okay. We walk on through. Yep. Uh, so, what? You guys can do like six miles in a day? I don't know. Isn't that how it works? I don't fucking know how fast people are. I don't know how fast I am. I mean, Zero. You could <laughs> do a few hours to get there with me. How fast a person Wow. How much is more important? How? Three miles per hour. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. I mean, it's. It's probably take it like half a day uh, go through the forest it's probably slower and 30 miles a day yeah. before you're like no fuck this i'm i'm, I'm tired yeah <coughs> person with his short little legs right yeah so it's just the hickson is the limiting factor <laughs> hickson's pretty slow so is uh mrs crucifix yeah. she's a hanser so she's a little more weighty and a little more you know uh precise in how she walks She'll shuddering every time she walks. It's not quite that extreme, but like her coat has like bulges in the back, and you can tell that there's actually like a uh, like like a, a, a high millimeter cannon on her shoulder that's flipped up and rotated down that would like come up across her like that would be pointed down her shoulder. Awesome. Like a tank. Yep. She's a hanser. 
She's a Hanser, and uh, Mr. Genocide is a Razor Boy. Like, he has those, like, little, like, blady legs, like uh, people now have, except they're more high-tech. He, he kind of bounces Those legs are really cool. Yeah, he kind of has a jump to him when he walks. Cool. So you walk on some slower pace, but still make headway yeah. today. That's fine. It's only, like, 12 miles away. It's yeah. nothing. So... You can do 30 miles in a day, so it takes half a day. It takes like 12 hours. Yeah. I can do that. As you guys are walking, Mr. Genocide basically taps you guys. Like, you guys have comm systems, right? Yep. So, yeah, he, he points out to uh, part of the forest where there's very clearly roads cut into it. Ooh. Cool. Like, actual, like, like cobbling roads. <clears throat> like, someone's actually taking time to cobble and smooth it out for, like, Transit. Hmm. Well, might as well use those. Unless they kill us when we walk home. I mean, we're armed. How does that... Hickson, you're the anthropologist. Yes! Tell me about these roads. How recent are they? They look... archaic, <clears throat> but more recent than the structures here. Roll no or something. Yeah. You do something. Do a roll. Justify your existence. Do a roll. Say something. I was going to thought you were going to tell me about them. Because I, I was like, I assumed that they were older. Because why are they cobbled? Should they have like high, super highways with this? Because it's a backwards tech? place that has just remnants of the old stuff. They take the metal plating and they cobble the roads for their you know horse carriages. Two d six. Yes. Two d six. I mean, charisma doesn't modify this. No, it should be intelligence of anything. Pardon? Well, what's your intelligence modifier? Zero. I don't have any modifiers to anything but charisma. And also a negative modifier to strength. <laughs> so zero. Do you have no? Yes. That's why zero. I'm not getting any negatives to this. Oh, is no zero. So zero? Five. Hmm. They look recent. Um... Like, why aren't they super overgrown? Oh, isn't this like 600? A bajillion years ago? No, this road looks like it's modern day maintained. Oh shit! Okay. Like there's, you can eat, like you're you're just kind of looking. You don't really know. You can't tell a lot about it because you're out of your element here, having almost been shot out of the sky. I'm sure. But like, there's like muddy tracks on it. Okay. I mean, yeah, there's probably not that much moss or what have you overgrowing. So yeah. Definitely looks like they've been used recently, though. So we definitely want to keep our eyes open for locals. Perfect. You hear a uh, noise around you in the forest that sounds different than it was before. Like some of the animals you hear scatter. <sighs> some big animals or something? What sort of noise? How would you ascertain this? It sounds like, um, like basically rustling in the foliage. That sounds a little more chaotic. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it would be a survival role or something. So, well, how, how would you determine it now determine the role? How would you figure this out? Um, I mean, I don't know whether it's more natural, so it's just like, oh, doesn't make much noise, like something mechanical just moving to the forest, so it would have some mechanical sounds to it, more metally or clanky or something like that, rumbling noises. Um, so like drawing your experience as a soldier? Yeah. This sounds like 
people. Like it sounds like like people moving through underbrush. Oh. So do you have notice? Um, I do not. Does Hickson have notice? You should roll notice then. You two are soldiers. You've gone through this. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there are people in the bushes up ahead. Or humanoids in the bushes up ahead. Um, You're used to hearing this because you guys were in war. We know. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you weren't on the ground holding people together as they died. Being hit by flashlights and missiles. Flashlights. <laughs> Is this a marine yet? Is this a... Okay. Um, how many does it sound like? Mm, hard to say. Okay. It's, it's, it reminds you of when you were in war. Okay. It's right. an ambush. Size. I'm gonna... Like put my arms on and be like, wait, 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 wait. Listen. There are people sneaking up on us up ahead. Mr. Genocide kind of moves behind you guys into the brush. Yeah. And just <laughs> he just puts his finger to his lips and um, his his active camo kicks in that's different from the, the camouflage before and he actually kind of goes a bit invisible. God, he's so creepy. That's so good. <laughs> Do you guys continue forward? I suppose we walk slowly forward, giving Mr. Merger, you know, enough time to sneak up on those people sneaking up on us. As you approach forward, a man walks out of the underbrush. He's wearing, like, a tunic and, like, leather pants and boots. He has an actual medieval short sword at his side. Uh, and, like, a dagger. And, like, a headband and stuff. And he looks like garbage. There's no gene engineering going on here. He has, like, pockmarks on his face and bad teeth, and he looks like shit. Like, like the people on Bellum. Uh, he starts talking at you, and you guys don't speak the language. I mean... Actually. All right, you guys totally do. For the mandate? Uh, yeah, it's basically mandate, but it sounds like it's been... Uh, Localized. Mm. I had to roll to see if it shifted that bad. Yeah. Hey, strangers. Hi there. Who are you? I'm Gil. Hi there, Gil. So, you're a uh, you're a bunch of weird fo- folk. Uh. Are you from Armistice? What's Armistice? It's a province. You travelers, performers, freak show. Well, we are travelers, yes. Well, my friends and I, we're, we're travelers too. He kind of just makes a motion and seven or eight other people come out on either side a little bit behind you with long bows and one guy's a crossbow and one guy's a halberd. And, uh, you know, we're, we're soliciting donations. We, we keep the roads safe, as it were. We're, uh, we're like security. Oh. Well... Are you sure you're keeping it secure? Because I think there's, you know, someone you're missing. That's an interesting comment to make, but... I'm also fairly certain we don't have any money. I mean, you have. <laughs> kind of gestures at all of you. Things. I like that coat. What animal is that made of? Him? A coat. He is wearing a leather jacket. 
Like a cool leather jacket, not a garbage leather jacket. <laughs> a cow, man. <laughs> so these bandits are gonna try and rob you. That's that's what's happening. This is the scenario here I'm putting forward. I have no attacks powers. You have a laser gun? No, no, I felt like it can't be like. <laughs> I'm magic, fear me, primitive man! I mean, you have a laser gun. I'm magic, fear me, primitive man! Fair. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can't really like, sneak attack him, cut his head off, and then tell Hixel to fix his head back up. Here, a donation, your head. <laughs> that is so horrifying! <laughs> they all just start vomiting. <laughs> just like, slice, and then it's like, the body goes back, they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. So you have nine bandits here. Okay, let's open up the battle sheet, I suppose. <laughs> oh my god, these are not that kind of bandits. Nope. These are the kind of bandits that are not going to do well once you start using future weapons on them. Field five, gone. <laughs> so this is this is mostly you guys controlling this is cut encounter. So how do you want to murder them, Hickson? <laughs> if I mean... at all. I'd rather not, but there's garbage. You take your laser gun, shoot them at their feet, tell them to back off or something. Yeah, I don't have intimidation if that's a skill. But I have <laughs> charisma. I have charisma. You have talk. I think that's intimidation. I do have talk. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. Talk. Talk and charisma. Listen, friends. I think you guys should really rethink this. I'm sure you have homes to go home to, friends or family that are waiting for you. It'd be awfully sad if that didn't happen tonight. Are you threatening me? I'm like a tiny little friendly hobbit looking man. What's the follow up to the threat? I'm gonna take out a gun. With, uh, something. Okay, how about What's I take, a good thing to shoot? How about I take a model blade and I cut his you know, dinky sword in half? Do that, that's what Or you mean. shoot his sword and it disintegrates or catches fire and burns his hand. Yes. Are you gonna do that? Yeah, so wouldn't it be wouldn't it be awfully sad if that didn't happen tonight and I take out my gun and I shoot his sword? Should I so, roll for shooting? No, it's okay. fine. Is, we don't need everything. Alright, roll talk. With a bonus because of your thing. Let's see what it is. Because of charisma or because of... Because of... Seven. Alright, you shoot his medieval sword and it melts like a cat. It like superheats up and burns him and like the the, the leather thong on the, the, the hilt catches fire and stuff. He throws it down screaming. Oh! And like everyone backs away because you just shot lightning out of your hands. <laughs> See, we're not from around here. Oh, they're running. <laughs> Screaming words. Witch! Witch! Yeah. Do we want to interrogate someone? Uh... Nah, let's just go to town I assume exists and uh, talk to the friendlier people. Okay. Because I could have, like, just shot them right here to cut them with the shins. Oh, no. <laughs> let's not be evil. I mean... They're running away. <laughs> you know, violence the ultimate authority and all that. <laughs> okay, leave them. We let them leave. 
They scatter. Because <laughs> you're a witch. <laughs> I mean, they're not even wrong. I actually am magic. <laughs> Alright, well, Mr. Genocide comes out of the forest. <laughs> and decloaks. Well, looks like TL1, maybe TL2 settlements around here. Maybe. Well, it'll be fun times. Does he look sad he didn't get to kill anything? No. Okay, good. He's a professional. He just looks like, he just looks normal. Normal. I mean, he always kind of looks sad he doesn't get to kill anyone. His name is Mr. Genocide. Jesus Lord, right? You don't give someone that name. Right? Continue down your little cobbled road. Yep. All right. <sighs> well, uh, the rest of the half of the day passes. Uh, sun begins to set. You find yourself at the base of... You, the, the, the road kind of gives way to a... Um, not a cliff, but like a like a dive down, like a bowl almost. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's like this big base of a space elevator that's been like long since calcified over and covered in foliage. Like it looks like it's a giant tree at this point that's been like snapped uh, at the base, like a rotting stump. Uh, and there's clear signs of people living here. There's like houses and cobbled streets and cleared out farmland and whatnot all around, coming out of the forest. Like, the road still dives down and leads to it. Cool. Well, I think we follow the city. Okay. We walk on in. Like we own the place. It's basically do. Right? <laughs> walkie walkie. So you guys stand out a lot. I mean, yes. So much. Huh. Oh no. What will they do to us? I mean, I suppose we could have, like, taken those guys' clothes, but... I don't that think would be stealing. Anything. I don't think we would have anything to fit, um, Mrs. Crucifix. I mean... And their clothes would probably be tight and too long on me. <laughs> Fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, this looks like a fantasy village. Perfect. There's, well, you can see like dozens of people, maybe a hundred just in the area, just mulling about. There's trade happening, people talking, there's little taverns. Are these smokestacks in places? Or is this more pri primitive than that? It's like a Skyrim village. It's like a black, there's blacksmiths and there's roads and there's like little like it, so it almost looks like parisian in its design where it's like you know chalets and houses and cafes and stuff kill one yeah <laughs> medieval world uh, this is gonna be a fun time <laughs> you see like giant land monsters that have like four legs and are camouflaged black and white with like goring horns there's like little bells hanging around their neck to warn people if they get too close <laughs> cows I described cows. Yeah, <laughs> uh, cows. There's chickens. There's all sorts of animals that you just recognize from like stories of Earth and just like the, the generic stock that some planets get. Some planets get a little more creative with their monsters. <laughs> One day. Okay. What? 
It's so large! But not adorable. Yeah, it's like a city kind of built around the, the ruins of the space elevator. They don't live in the buildings, they just built their own houses. <laughs> Multi-storied, um, you know, and they have like a... They're, they're, they're not really like... Like the, the, the fantasy kind of like generic medieval stuff. It, it's much more like Paris, France or, or French. It's more artsy. It looks nicer. Or like Venice. Okay. It looks nice. But it's very much primitive. It looks nice as opposed to people dumping chamber pots onto the streets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess take all your photos, Hickson. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm okay. always. And they're like... Yeah, I'm a tourist in Kia Long Time then. He's like pointing a brick at everyone and they're like, oh. You dumb fucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys just walk right into town? Pretty much. People give you a wide berth. So I guess we should talk with whoever's in charge here to get a load of this place. Is there a house that looks bigger or nicer than everyone else's? Uh, there are larger buildings that look like they're like museums, libraries, um, courthouses, you like the municipal... Magic word in... Devon. Pardon? You said the magic word Devon. Oh. You said the libraries. <laughs> yeah. Nixon's like, oh! Yeah, like there is like municipal infrastructure here. So we're gonna just gonna grab some person, ask them who's running the place. How do you want to do this, Hickson? I mean, libraries are a good place to start and end and live. <laughs> Fine, let's go to the library. Yay! They might be able to tell us something about this place. All these like military fascist people with me, I'm like, let's go to the library! Mrs. Crucifix uh, speaks up over the comm system because they both have embedded comms. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they don't have to actually talk, they just stand there staring at people. <laughs> Perfect. Both of them also have their throats messed up because of uh, the Bellator's atmosphere. Uh -huh. They have implanted breathing systems because Bellator's like that. Cool. We could go and find ourselves a local to gather information about the power structure here. Yes. Very well. Okay. They will break off from you. <clears throat> Good enough. Hickson probably doesn't understand what exactly that problem is going to entail. <laughs> I mean... He's like, yeah, they're going to find a local and ask them questions. Yeah, whatever. Look at my hands, they're made of metal. Do you want them in your face? <laughs> I'm clearly a magic golem. A witch magic golem. You should definitely give me what I want. They're like, yeah, you're definitely a magic witch golem. Alright, yeah, there's a library. It's Can like two or three stories. It has like, you know, wood. it's wood and metal and it's all very fancy and pretty looking. Nice. Kind of cathedral-like. It's actually a public library. Cool. Interesting, because a lot of more. Like there's a public-facing section for the public, and then there's like the the actual like nobleman aristocracy part. Still though, like having any fucking public library is impressive. It also implies that people can read, They're which is also impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that like that's, that's good. <laughs> most fucking for most of history, it was only like the re religious elites basically that had mm -hmm. any science or. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You hear a, a kind of yell from like outside just your attention to the library, and you see a man in kind of like um what's the word I'm looking for like a legionnaire cost outfit like you know they they kind of like have like 
like cloth and metal, and they have yeah. like a horn or whatever. Yeah. I don't know the exact wording of it, but you know, yeah. Parisian French style soldier uh, being picked up by uh, the throat slash the breastplate by Mrs. Crucifix because he was brandishing at them and he is just kind of tossed backwards. Oh, and we're making a scene. <sighs> well, what could possibly be? What, what could they possibly do to us? Hmm, still. Yeah, it looks like the soldier was making a fuss at them, and hmm. that did not go well for that. <laughs> <laughs> we're in charge, we're all in charge. You're not in charge here, we're in charge here. <laughs> okay, let's go to the library. Alright, yeah, uh, like I said, cathedral-like on the inside, very well taken care of, a lot of stained glass, a lot of, like, um, varnished wood, and very art, art it's very architecture-y and nice-looking. Hmm. Venice-like. We're taking photos. Uh, yeah, there are people inside, and they all are standoffish and back away from you when you enter, not saying a word out of fear. Yeah. Are there any signs or whatever that tell me what I want? No. It's not like that. There's like desks and stuff and people you talk to. Okay. I'm gonna walk up to a person. Uh, there's a woman. She is a little younger than middle-aged. Um, she's not that significant. It's gonna be like... She looks short from being underfed. Gonna like, you know, smile and stuff. Like try to put her at ease with my body language. And the fact that I'm not dressed like a fascist like all my <laughs> companions are. <laughs> Hi there, friend. What do you want? I'd just like to uh, look through the... Is it scrolls or books? They're books. They're like manuscripts. I'd like to look through the uh, books you have here. Really interested in uh, the history of this region. Um, the history archives are... She kind of just gestures to one of the stacks. Thank you. She just backs away. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you're gonna hit Hickson's the like looking up here like, this is so weird. <laughs> They're all afraid of me. Okay, so I guess I'll let you hit the books while I talk with the person here. So, we're not from around here. Give us a round What happens to the scream around here? Your... Your devil sailors. Uh, free merchants. Devil sailors. You 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 came from the the starscape. Yes. She does, she doesn't have a response to that. <laughs> Why are you here? I mean, were, did did you were you called down from the mountain? Which mountain? I talking about uh, Mount uh, Synod. It erupted earlier today. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. It was did... it heralding your arrival? It definitely called us down. Yeah, it did call us down. <laughs> now they think we're punishments sent from God. Devils come from the sky. Yeah. Devils come from the heavens. So because devil. Devil Sailors. Devil Sailors. Interesting. What's the town called? Or the city called? This fucking planet called again? Monochromicon. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, what's going on here? <laughs> Give us a lowdown. She didn't say Sinosh, it's Sinai. Mountain Sinai. It's the mountain Moses came down with the Ten Commandments. No, I recognized it. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't understand what you'd want to know. So you've got the city here. Who runs this place? How long have you been around? Are there other devil sailors coming about here or not? Uh, not in a generation. That's good to know. The last devil sailors were the uh, um, the, the crusaders. Oh. Can you tell me more about them? Uh, they came down in a vessel. Uh, they came down in a in a in a temple. That was red and black, and they purged the area of the uh, uh, predator fish. That's nice of them. They came here to hunt sharks. Not part of their <clears throat> congregation. I mean, much has changed in the generation, and your description is kind of vague, so I'm not sure whether we're the same part here. The, the predator fish, they were uh, they, they swim in the sky and they, they settled here in our land and the crusaders came and purged them. Hmm. Drones maybe? She like gestures up to the um like to, to the murals. The, not to the mural. There there's like a there's like a, in the library there's like a like an artifact section basically that she kinda of just gestures to that she kinda of cool. gestures okay. you to come with her. Let's look at this. Uh, yeah, there's a mural that shows a red and black, like, Catholic temple, basically. But very clearly, it's been stylized to be a ship, but, like, a yeah. Catholic church temple. Cool. Uh, and, like, uh, three people in armor come out, um, but, like, they don't... They have... Th their limbs and stuff are shorter and blunted and, like, are clearly covered in swords and metal. Um, and then it shows them, like, hunting, like, like snakes that are, have, like, fins and gills. Huh. Ooh. And like, because she's talking, she kind of just turns to the last case, and there, stuffed and mounted, is what looks extremely much like a xenomorph. Ooh. The devil fish, the the, the 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 corrupting serpents. Why? They came from the sky as seeds, and then they, they they went inside our people and our livestock and came out hungry. You guys know very much what xenomorphs are, because they're a thing that exists. Yeah. I mean, good thing they get rid of them. Yeah, they can spread fast. Good on them. Yeah, like there's a case with like half of like a carapace of like 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 a human form xenomorph, the ones that burst out of people, <laughs> that's like been stuffed and mounted, like its skull's been blown open by a bolter round that has a bigger hole on the other side of it. There's an egg sack that's been like uh, like salted out and stuff and left open. There's ha there's like a curled up spent face hugger. Well, these, these things are a nightmare, and you both know about them. The the mandate archives are very distinct. Well, I think that, yeah, you probably needed to stop them because hey, exoskeleton it calls its own shape. Yeah, and eventually the uh, acid neutralizes. Yeah. Yeah, like in another display case, there's like a, a hand of one of the Crusaders, and it's like a stony kind of metal that has like three claws coming out of the back of it with like a compad built into it. Oh, cool. 
that uses like that triangular symbolism that you very well know that predators use, which are also a thing. Okay. Like, I don't even have to say it's like a pop culture reference. They're just canonical. <laughs> hmm. And there's like acid damage on it, and there's like tearing from what clearly looks like mandibles and stuff. Cool. Does the data pad look somewhat intact, salvageable? It looks salvageable. And if the rumors are true, it is a thermonuclear device. Mmm. Fun. What? If they fail to hunt, they suicide themselves. And everything in the area, out of spite. Hmm. And they just have this hangout in a library and they don't know what danger it is. Yeah, it looks damaged. That's <laughs> even worse, Devin! Like, rendered inoperable damage. Okay! I'm like, well, that means it's a tipping, ticking time bomb! Okay, so... Doesn't look like you can salvage any data from it. I mean, if you want to turn it on and interface with it and start playing around with the circuitry, you could. Hmm. This might be a little bit too much for the first encounter. I mean, if we take it on the ship, the ship acts as a nuke suffer itself, so that's good enough. Yeah, actually, sure. that's exactly what it would do. Yeah. Unless it's a tier 5 nuclear warhead. <laughs> really depends on the culture they come from. Predators are basically people that join this gene fanaticism cult that get themselves modified to be hunters. Like, they're not a race, they're people that get indoctrinated in, or like they get accepted by other existing members, and they get all of their guts ripped out and get turned into a predator. That's actually a lot more interesting. Yeah, and then they get like cybernized with their armor and stuff in their ship. It's like a bio-cybernetic living technology they use. That's neat. Yeah. <laughs> so it's something, you, it's something you're not born into, it's something that you're reborn into. <laughs> they're, 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 yeah, they're ethnic, they're like an ethnic cult. Cool. Of murder happy fanatics. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was a generation ago. Hmm. There was a uh, um, part of heaven broke and fell. Like she, she's pointing to the mural and it shows like what what clearly is a space Hulk <laughs> falling from orbit in, onto the onto a nearby area and then yeah. these things coming out like a miasma. The morphs, okay. Yeah. Jeez. That was in the atmosphere? Hmm. It might, have, it might have floated in out of system. It happens. Uh, you'll find space hulks that have been floating for centuries or millennia that just were abandoned and were running at full speed. And after the Xenors took over, they still ran because they go into hibernation and shut down if things aren't around to hunt. And the systems are so redundant that they just keep going. So 300 years after the colonies killed everyone on the ship, the ship just crashes into a planet and the survivors spill on out. Fuck. <laughs> Okay, no, that's interesting. Yeah. The the mandate term for them, like, there's a lot of terms for them. The mandate term for them is a gene stealer cult. Because, mm. like, they're not sentient or anything. Like, they seem to be kind of intelligent, but they're gene stealers. They, they, they grab onto the local wildlife and modify themselves to be like the wildlife and take on their aspects and spread and adapt. Cool. Yeah, it's not awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. We have to not let them get anywhere near the Krogan. We'd never be able to kill it. It happens. <laughs> oh no. It happens all the time. Oh no. Yeah. <sighs> well, okay. yeah, she kinda just like so you're not part of the devil sa that devil sailor crusade? 
No, we're not part of them. I mean, look at us. We look even different than those predators there. They all have... You two don't look like the ones outside. Eh, different. No, we're not part of that crusade. I'm not participating much in this conversation, by the way, because I said that on the You mean the books? So I, I assume that you were called over when they're like, oh, do you want to see some anthropology? And you're like, fuck yeah. Definitely, I would want to see that, yeah. So you're, I, that's why I assumed you were just okay. here. Being <laughs> like, oh yeah, okay, space cathedral, uh, a rock fell out of the sky full of evil, like, mist, basically. <laughs> and then it's like, stuffed xenomorph sc- sc- uh, exoskeleton. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> well, if he's dead, dead, hopefully all of them. Man. <laughs> I mean, it's been a generation, obviously they're all gone. Else they would have Probably. ripped this place apart. <laughs> Tear itself apart. Yeah, sure. Let me... Alright, we're back. <coughs> uh, yeah. So, that all makes a little sense. Okay. Okay. So, haven't had any visitors in a generation, those things came over, okay, I get the general log of that place, thank you. You're so, <laughs> do you go to the ruins at all? Are they locked down? There's nothing there for us. Mm. Okay. They're pre-calamity structures. They're dangerous. <laughs> that they are pre-calamity. Perfect. Oh, that's not what they call it in a... They're called Scream. Right. Calamity is from uh, Godbound. <laughs> no, the Shattering is in Godbound. Because the world shattered. What's the Calamity? Ganon. <laughs> not Calamity. It's not called Calamity Ganon. What I'm talking about, they they, they called uh, it... Oh, no, I'm thinking of Final Fantasy VII. Because when Genova crashes, she was a Calamity from the sky. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking of Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Uh, no, so I think we've got the basic information. Yes. Um, is there anything else you think we should know? I don't know what you want. Fair. Like, what are the most important information you tell to an outsider here to get around the place? Like, who runs this place? What sort of uh, social system do you have here, etc.? The, the mayor is our elected leader. Democracy. Yes. Good. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we consult. The, the mayor works with the oracles. Oracles. Okay. Um, we're currently at a peace treaty with Armistice. Good. We, okay. we neighbor um, Ogholm. They, they prepare for war. O-G-H-O-L-M-E. They were um, uh, devil sailors. They came a, a long time ago. They also fell from the sky from, from a, a piece of heaven. Interesting. They're uh, horrific necromancers. Ooh. That's where it's from. Okay. Knew I knew it. Okay, so we probably also want to talk to them. Necromancy is interesting. Wonder what she means by that. 
Probably some Maltic. Possibly. Might just be as simple as um, raising the dead. Yeah. I can basically do that. Could be. Okay, so I think we should be talking with the mayor then. Yes. And probably the oracles. I'm interested in what that oh, means. Oh, yeah, that too. Thank that, you. You've been very helpful. Yeah. All right. Would you like a death stick? <laughs> you do you have death sticks? I keep forgetting that you have death sticks. <laughs> Which aren't cigarettes. They're like heroin cigarette form. It does nothing for me, but... Yeah, she, cool. she, she doesn't accept gifts. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Um, do you have... There, there was this thing the, the Crusaders brought. It came in a, a, a gift box. It was, it was a gift. It was a, uh, a cylinder. Um, I pull out the Taipei battery. No, smaller, slenderer. Um, you, you use it like um, like a pipe. Vaping. She like she like goes over to one of the cabinets and kind of like goes through. There was like vellum inserts, and yeah, it's actually an electronic like cigarette. Like some of our elderly were using this to like help with their um, um, like their eyesight problems. Huh. Glaucoma. It doesn't work anymore. It hasn't worked in ten years. Hmm. Can I take a look at it? Yeah. What is it? It's an e-cig, and yeah, it has medicinal herbs in it and stuff to help with like glaucoma and old age and shit. Okay, so if they know how to grow the herbs, they can basically do this themselves. They just need refills. It was good for like a couple hundred hours of <coughs> use and. Or a couple, you know, thousand hits, and it just ran out in the, you know, generation it was there. But if they, what are you looking at? Oh, I just saw something outside. Oh, if they, you, you know, literally have the bits on you to replace it. Okay, but if they know how to grow the herbs, can they perpetually make it themselves? No, they wouldn't be able to fix this or repl or like replenish it. Okay, well then I'll just, I'll just fix just it. Just because it's it, it's like a concentrated formula, like it's a little thing like the size of your thumb that like has thousands and thousands of uses on in it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it, and I'll like do whatever I have to do. You just pop out the canister, yeah. put a new one in. It's actually part of your med kit. Oh, well, there you go then. Here you go. Thank you. Just puts it back in the case. And... It was clear to her that I fixed it, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, like, I don't want her to think I just did nothing. And she's like, "Thanks." Put it back away. No, like, she very clearly like opened it, took a bit out, and put a bit in, and mm -hmm. they understand how that works. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so I guess we go to see the mayor and the oracles. Yes. See what our other Bellatorians are up to. <laughs> um, yeah, they're waiting for you outside the library. Yeah. What did you find? He says, tapping his comm system. Well, predators came in here about a generation ago. Gene see... still infestation? Yeah. Usually what it is. Predators and, um... Gene's still in Yeah. Yeah. Um, All signs point to them neutralizing it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Although one of the digipods is still in there with... A little bit, you know, rough in shape. We'll probably want to remove that in case it's still... What, what is in there? Speak up. The Predator datapad with all... It's armband? Yes. Yeah. We'll have to remove that. It looks like it's been... Damaged. It's not going to explode. It would have if it would have exploded if it was going to. Yeah. 
That's it. Probably wanted to move that on their way out. Yeah, the warhead probably died. Um, yeah, other than that, well, there's an SD called Alcon that are former free merchants, or what have you, from generations ago. Not but necessarily free merchants, but they came from space. Devil sailors. Yeah, they came so, from space. <laughs> so, yeah. I've heard that dialect before. And there are probably some necromancers. Oh, yes, yes, they're apparently necromancers. I don't have reference for that. Do you mean you don't know what that means? Or? No, I know what the word means. Okay. I've, I've played video games. <laughs> I was just going to say that's really weird that he doesn't know what necromancers are. <laughs> I, I played video games and took part in the military virtual reality sims. Mmm, <laughs> zombie shooters. Yeah, why not? Also, just World of Warcraft kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't they? Yeah. Dragon Age Inquisition for the Mass Effect universe. <laughs> so, best case scenario, they just have some medicine. The worst case scenario, we're dealing with some Maltec something. Well, we'll see. Okay. Um, this place runs in a primitive and flawed democracy. They elect officials, and the officials campaign for votes. There's decision-making involved. It's all very rudimentary. They also seem to have some sort of religious component to it. Yes, they apparently have oracles. Which might be just psychics. Possibly. I didn't even or consider Or drug them. addicts. Yes, I didn't even consider the fact that they might actually have real powers. I just assumed that it was fake. They were standing above a volcanic vent and it made them high. Mm. Either <laughs> or. Well, we'll see soon enough. I mean, you're skilled to figure this out. I am, actually. Perfect. Yeah, there are psychics around here. Okay. It's a path of skill, too, so... Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, because now you're paying attention. Yeah. I mean, there are actual psychics around. That means they have some academy, whatever, so they've rebuilt that part of oh, the screen. Oh, no, not necessarily. I can see if they have latent psychic ability. Yeah, but if, like, they're adults, then that would have kicked in, and either they'd go feral and die, or not they're always, surviving. Not always, but yeah, usually, yeah. yeah. Usually they can't handle it on their own. Yeah. That was the, the big thing, that after the scream, you lost the infrastructure, and it took a long while to build it up, because you had to have people basically develop metapsionics to the level where they could control it themselves, and... Yeah. Other people. They'd have to develop it themselves without dying first. Yeah. <laughs> well, if there's structured traditionalism and religion here, odds are that would have reestablished the sci the psyop order. Yeah. That's good to know. Okay, let's meet with that power authority and you know, see what they have to say. I convinced some of the constabularies here to uh, have a government representative meet us at a nearby uh, general general social place. Perfect. A public ground. A town square. Of some sort. Good enough. It's actually uh, the steps to their Hall of Justice. It's like a step system, there's a statue, it's like a mandate version of justice, but it's a, uh, it's a pyramid that has the different kind of states of being labeled on each level uh, of like, you know, what laws and what like, what order you protect people in and stuff. Cool. Like, a... like the good of the good of the the good of the coalition itself, the good of society, the good of the sector, the good of the individual, the good of the planet, the city, the individual, the good of like taking care of yourself and stuff. Well, they know those backwards as bellum, so. <laughs> oh God. That's our metric stick. <laughs> Is it better than bellum? Yes or no? Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, when the four of you approach, um, there's a 
I don't know, older woman. She looks like she's older than the person in the library. Um, not really much to describe about her other than they look like medieval peasants. Nothing bright <laughs> or flashy about them. None of them are ana- none of them are protagonists in this story with colored hair and a and you know a detailed art sheet. Hi. <laughs> yeah, she dresses um, in clothes. There's a beret involved, I think. Does she like? Is she a step above peasants though? Looking yeah, like no, she looks better taken care of. Okay. She, she's wearing official like like judges kind she's of. She's an elected official. Yeah, elected official kind of outfit. And there's some people there that have also gathered. Um, the steps basically curve inward, almost like a little, almost mini auditorium around the statue, so that the statue's like forward a bit, so that people could stand in the middle and lecture around the steps leading up to the Hall of Justice. Almost like a philosopher's uh, talky area, like they have in Rome. The Senate. Is that what it's called? I mean, I think in general, yeah, we had people talking. And, or... Yeah, like it's not huge. It's like, you know, 10 levels of steps, and they're not super big. It's just. You know, an area for someone who's philosophizing to talk to people in front of the courthouse. Cool. You know, this is where fucking, what's his name? Uh, not Plato, the one who was uh, poisoned. Uh, Maybe that was Plato. Uh, who got uh, hemlocked? <laughs> Whatever. People like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she just kind of waits for you to approach them. Okay, so, hi, we're free traders from a diff- different system. We came here on a spaceship. Socrates. Socrates, that's that fighter's yeah. name. And, yeah. We want to learn more about your society, see where you're at development-wise, I suppose. What about right, Hickson? Yes. All right, what, could we, what can we tell you? I'd be interested to meet with your oracles. Yeah, are, are your oracles psychics or is there some other establishment here? I don't understand. <laughs> You're talking like she would understand that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm using mandate words, so there probably should be some understanding here. <laughs> she just doesn't understand the term psychic. Metadimensional extraversion syndrome afflicted people. <laughs> I would like to meet your oracles. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we can arrange something like that. Um, I'm not. I'm not too sure the purpose that you've come here. Are there more of the the plague, the, the the blight? No, there doesn't appear to be any of that going on. You look and act differently from your predecessors. Yeah, we're not part of the Crusaders. The what are they called? The Crusaders. The Crusaders. Yeah, we're from a different. Part of the sector. Um, like, what do you know about the state of the sector here, if anything? We have some star charts here I can point you to. Uh, I know that our land was once part of a larger empire that spanned the heavens. And in the days of my great great of my ancestors and grandmothers, uh, it all fell apart. There was a cataclysm. Yeah. Well, some societies still survived. Other parts of the sector are doing better. 
and so on, and we're here to re-establish the connection with you guys. There'll be more, more to this coming, there'll be good brought in to help you, and so on and so on. You're from the Federation. Close enough. The Crusaders were not. No. No, they were not. They were <laughs> solitary zealots. <clears throat> no, we're part of the Praetorian Republic. It's similar structure to you, only more advanced technologically. So it won't be a problem, really. We're not here to just... Well... Same kind of structure as you guys. Well, I mean, with your democracy and your religion, you know. Yes. More advanced. Yeah. I mean, it's similar enough that they'll get it. It's not like, oh, we're ruled by the church or what have you, or <laughs> this, you know, just a tyrant there. No, you know. Power the people. Asterisk of people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, what's going on with those ruins there? They're the remnants of the, the Empire, of the Federation. I suppose you don't explore it much? Uh, no, it's ruins. dangerous. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll have to check it out ourselves with our modern technology. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you need to fix in? No, I'm just interested in learning all I can. I'm gonna read all your books and, uh, yeah. The Republic you're from, I know that word, it is different from how we do things. I mean, this is all that much different. I think it's similar for all what I can understand. It's different. Some of our tomes have different connotations to the type of people that establish a republic. Okay. Republic isn't an evil sounding word, it just sounds like it's people getting together to Yeah, do unless their literature is literally the book Starship Troopers. <laughs> their ancient text is literally an allegory about how republics can go really bad. Uh, you don't know what books they have still from the old days that were like, hey, you want an allegory for how fucked up di different political systems can get? <laughs> Let me tell you about the lie that is capitalism. <laughs> Watch the fuck out for oligarchies. <laughs> if someone says some people are more equal than others, you shoot them in the mouth. Oh my God. And they're like, oh my god, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Okay, so they're saying that the Republic the Republic? There are certain connotations when a, when a, when a nation says they are ruled by a Republic, is basically what she's saying. Oh. And that she might vaguely have caught on to the idea that you guys might be uh, jackbooted Nazi thugs. <laughs> I mean, what would give her the idea? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Like, if they have any pictures or, or documentation of uh, what fascism looks like. <laughs> oh my god. Propaganda from the mandate. Propaganda. Uh, it's a good song. So I'll give you that idea. We have texts and surviving uh, information from the Acropoli. Mm. 
there were philosophers and poets that spoke of the different ways things used to be and the ways that people organized themselves around power. Okay. So what are you assuming here? What's your fear about the Republic? That you're coming in from a larger empire to sweep up whatever resources came before and turn us into components of your war machine. She says, I'm the two in the back that are clearly actual literal <laughs> war machines. One of them has knives for feet. Someone doesn't get knives for feet in a healthy society. I mean, what if they want knives for feet? <laughs> in a healthy society. <laughs> I, I would legit love feet like that. Probably not if they were knives, but like, those bouncy feet, that'd be awesome. Um, I legit don't see the purpose of lying to them because they'll find out that we were lying. They'll find out sooner or later. So, like, yeah. Can you give me that, Colby? Um, I think it fell down. I don't really need it. Like, like it's like a deal breaker. They're not like, we'll yeah. kill you, fascist. It's just like she she, she I mean, kind of vaguely knows what republics end up in space. Usually the republic um, allows their satraps to continue with their own government. Not that word. Yeah. yeah. To, continue, to, to continue with their own uh, government and internal structures pending some modifications I mean, how and many, uh, resources, resource sharing. I mean, how many of you are this on this planet? Like, well, a couple million maybe, roughly? You look at your watch. I don't know. <laughs> like, Data I don't pad. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Between the four or five nations, there are pretty... Our, our populations are healthy and growing. Excellent. What can you tell me about Oghome? <laughs> They're, uh, they were devil sailors. They, they came from a calamity in the sky. A piece of heaven broke off. They built their capital around the ruins of that part of heaven and uh, established themselves as uh, truly arcane necromancers. So are we talking what? about raising the dead or making them walk like ghouls? What's going on? They take bodies of things that were alive and reanimate them to serve. Hmm. They use brass and lightning for it. Oh. Interesting. Frankenstein's. Which I assume is a pop culture reference in this, considering everything else is. Yeah. <laughs> That's very interesting. I'd also be interested in meeting them. Yeah. I'm interested in everything. I like learning. Um, can I your oracles now? <laughs> They're leader <laughs> is from the Peace of Heaven. He is the Emperor Cortex Command. Hmm. Emperor Cortex Command. Yes. Probably an AI. Yeah. I, I once met with him when we were negotiating <clears throat> uh, recently for the truce. Uh, he is no longer man. He's more machine than man now. Hmm. She like tries to give you a description of yeah. him, and it translates through that he is basically a large machine spider body with a cybernetic brain inside an armored shell. Okay. And from inference, it's probably someone from the crash, who just kept going, kept themselves alive afterwards. So a little uh, self-made transhuman thing. Yeah, so someone who came from a much higher tech level. Okay. I wonder if 
when they say a piece of heaven fell, do they mean the part of the orbital ring, or if it was actually its own ship? I wonder if there were people living in the orbital ring before then. Either or. It's basically things that fall here, and it sounds like this planet was in the way of a couple ships crashing. Like, they've, they've described ships crashing here for a while. <laughs> cool. Makes sense when anyone that gets... Like, it has a beacon to tell you it's here, and then you it's a mandate shoot beacon. you. Yeah. <laughs> Every part of Heaven Falling has been... We've been warned of it ahead of time by Mount Sinai. They're not making the connection that it blows them out of the sky. Right. The mountain erupts to let you know that something horrible is coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice of them. So yeah, we're basically doing the rundown of the Republic of Go and so on. Like, hey. We don't just go in and like enslave everybody, whatever. Like, hey, we give people rights and so on. Yeah. We go in and give people the opportunity to have rights. Yeah. Also, like straight up, like what I said exactly. Like they usually let people. They're they yeah. usually let their satraps have their own thing, so long as they also get what they want, but they also bring valuable things as well. Like yeah. that's basically what I said. Like. Yeah. <laughs> we give you opportunity to trade. You're kind of backwards, so we don't expect much from you. I mean, we won't take everybody from here because hey, you know that requires ships, and ships are expensive, yo. So. There'll be some mine projects and <laughs> okay. So I think that's it. So do we want to go for Ockholm or do we want to go to explore the ruins to maybe turn off Mount Sinai? <laughs> or we I mean, probably uh, should turn it off. I mean, yeah. So it doesn't probably. keep shooting shit down. Yeah. But first, I want to meet the oracles. Wait. We don't really need to roleplay it if there's not really anything special about them. Um, but like you're looking for yeah. psychics. Yeah, I just want I want to know what they're psychic or like how do they get yeah. their crap? They actually are psychic. Precogs. They actually are precogs. Okay. Okay, that's cool. cool. There's uh there's a like there's probably maybe one or two dozen of them that Ooh. just like it's it's a fairly large cult that rebuilt itself and there's a fair uh mix of metasonics and a, a large amount of them cross over to precog. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, they've been just keeping a tr- they've been keeping a a religious <clears throat> doctrine tradition going for a while. I guess you give them your pamphlets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're... It's hard to convert people that already have a religion. That's and, the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they already are in power. Like, they're already in power. They don't need They don't need to be rescued or, like, to hope for a better life. Like, they're... they're yeah, the they're, oracles and the, the mayor here and the various defense forces and whatnot uh, are able to kind of scavenge out a, a good enough defense to push back on Ogholm when Ogholm invades to the point where... Um, they basically pulled a gambit where they, um, they threatened Ogholm with the Crusaders and with the, 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 uh, the Gene Stealers. And it was kind of a bluff, <laughs> but they have enough kind of stuff they were able to salvage that, it, that it's a fair threat. Hmm. Fair enough. Okay, so Ogholm or Mount Sinai? Mountain is much farther away. So, well, well, whatever installation you have around here, I suppose. I mean, yeah, that'd just be like the ruins they built their whole city. Like the city encircles it. Yeah. So, which one do we want to go for, Nicole? Mm, really, either. Um... I'll go straight up hostile. They know what far they know what far traders are, and they'll try to kill you for your shit. Yeah, let's not go there. Yeah. They sound like dicks. They're reavers. <laughs> 
Like not not in the Firefly way. Okay, in, good. In the pirate way. Okay, get it. Okay, so let's explore the ruins then. Yeah, the ruins are heavily trapped and like just by accident basically because of how the technology is failing. Um, the four of you with your expertise won't have that much problem navigating to a part of it that'll allow you to uh, basically gather information about the orbital cannons. Yeah. Yeah, I think we explore it. We want to get some data centers to connect to it because I assume there's some infrastructure still around. Like the graph cannons are going and so on. Then. Yeah, the, the, the installation, like the military installation for the orbital cannons is farther away. Like it's... Yeah. It's a couple of days walk for you guys. Yeah. Uh, but if you were to get there, you'd probably be able to penetrate their network defenses and hack it. Cool. Hmm. Do you want to do that? Do I have a venture where we hack the cannon so they don't shoot us down? We definitely don't want to be shot down. I mean, if we hack it as well, then later we'll be able to come back in our dinky little ship and do some trading without having to spoil the idea again. I, I mean... If you guys can prove this place is valuable to the mandate, they'll just show up and deal with that uh, on their own. Mm -hmm. Like, you can turn it off for now, and then you won't have to worry about it ever if you come back, because uh, the mandate will have dealt with it. Okay. But it might sound like a good idea, then, to end at this part, where you guys are in town, talking to people, and are... You know, you do, we can assume you did some rudimentary information gathering from the ruins. Yeah. You know, nothing huge, nothing super dangerous that we would have to cover. And now you have information on the installation in Mount Sinai. Hmm. Sounds good. And yeah, then the last episode will be you guys continuing your little medieval fantasy adventure. Yeah. With pre-tech installations. I say last episode, <laughs> listeners, because episode six will be the end of season one. Season two will start with uh, them having a ship and us starting to introduce the other Stars of the Numbers stuff. Like space combat. Oh my god. Weapons. Actual space combat. Actual actions. <laughs> actual hacking. We could probably do actual hacking next session. Cool. Because you'll have to hack into the mountain and deal with its defenses. Cool. Alright. So I think that's a wrap. Alright. So, I was Devin. Nicole. And I'm Peter. And this is sponsored by Nobody. Signing off. Mm -hmm.